Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of being number 13 on iTunes. What, what? I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by Marvel.com Senior Editor Ben Morse. And yes, you heard it here first or somewhere else first? Probably elsewhere. Yeah, we cracked the top 15 on iTunes. Thank uh, you. To- we were in the top 13. Yeah, well, I was rounding. But yeah, we were lucky number 13. Yeah. We, uh, I have a tattoo of the number 13, which is why we got... I thought you were going to say you have a tattoo of the screenshot of us being number 13 that Harry Go took. I'm, I'm going to get that tattoo with Corey Graves next time he's in town. Uh, we had Corey Graves on this morning from WWE. You guys can hear him on Tuesday, next Tuesday. But hey, thanks to the folks at iTunes, but more importantly, thanks to everyone who downloaded the podcast and uh, made us that. And if you are listening on iTunes, why don't you give us a, a rate or a review? Or one of those deals, or a subscription. Yeah, tell people, hey, you know, these these jerks are pretty good. Pretty they good. They comic. We were within uh, 11 spots of Serial, and they haven't updated in months. That makes it sound a lot worse. We're within striking distance. <laughs> <laughs> if they just stay dormant for a little while longer, maybe. We were above uh, Welcome to Night Vale, which yep. is a show I love. We were above Mark Marin, who I hear is a big deal. Sure. We're more successful than him. Uh, how many wrestling podcasts were in that top 13? I did not see a one. No, you didn't. That's This is the most successful wrestling podcast on iTunes since hey! we interview and talk about wrestling enough. What? Uh, yeah. So uh, You can't see it, but I'm doing the DX crutch. So shot. Stone Cold, uh, Jericho, any of you guys, if you need the boost and yeah. want to come on here, we're happy to give you the rub. We'll give you the rub, the bump. Our, you fr- know. our friends at Cheap Heat, sorry guys. Hey, uh, you maybe missed your opportunity. Maybe your top 100. I don't know. <laughs> we love all those podcasts. Great podcasts, saying. one and all. Uh, but really, yes. Like thank Ben you. said, thank you to everyone who's been listening and keeps listening. Somehow, some reason, mm. comes back twice weekly. Yeah, especially after last week. <laughs> what we, was last week? We talked about whatever we wanted for the first 15 minutes, which yeah. maybe we might do again today. Yeah, sure. That's the mixed bag that is This Week in Marvel, the official podcast of Marvel.com. Yeah, it is. And Marvel. Of everything. Everything Marvel. Yeah. We're taking over. Uh, but if you are new to the show, just joining us, we're going to talk about all the new comics out this week. We've got a bunch of print books, which are also available digitally. We're going to talk about news that is breaking this week, uh, some TV, movie, comics, video games, all kinds of fun stuff. And then we're going to get to your questions and comments now. If you want to continue to engage with us on the social media, on the Twitters, use the hashtag this week in Marvel. Yep. Common mistake, do not use the hashtag TWIM. We do not look it up. Alex, did you look up the... Thank you. I told no. him, I specifically told him to for this episode, right. but that is not a common practice. Generally, we don't do it. Alex, our intern, is here. He is fantastic. He went above and beyond, as always. He got me lunch today. He's getting Ryan lunch tomorrow. I'm very excited to get dumplings. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Usually we try not to make our interns do stuff like go out and get us lunch, but if the seal gets broken, it's like forget it. Yeah, the floodgates like now, are open, boys. Now it's done, and he's happy to do it. Yeah, because he's a good because in- he's a good intern. Did you buy him lunch? I offered to. He didn't want it. Good. I said do you. I said do you That's want fair. lunch. He said I brought my own. I said all right. Are you going to take me up on it tomorrow? 
Probably. Good man. Very good. I said, get yourself a nice dessert. <laughs> get yourself have a, some muse. Yeah. Get yourself, uh, you know, an ice cream smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> and a little ice cream smoothie. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have like eight pages of. Yeah. Let's get to in. it, man. We're also gonna have, uh, if you're a new listener, we're gonna have a section from Los Angeles with our uh, directly from Los Angeles, California. Yeah. Our West Coast crew, uh, Strami and the Wolfman, mm. which sounds like an amazing morning drive show. Or terrible. Strami and the Wolfman. Yeah. Uh, so they're gonna talk about. Animation. It'd probably be a lot more listenable is if they used like wacky sound effects and things like that. Slide whistles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, see, I made the yeah. actual movement with my hand like that helped. Mark Strom, the man, uh, one YouTube commenter today when talking about his Agent Carter interview said, Why is that guy dressed like a pornographer? <laughs> what In reference to what? Uh, I think he had his white coat on. Uh, well, yeah. to be fair, yeah. yeah. Pretty gross. <laughs> Harry Go showed it to me and said, one person has already liked this comment. I said, are two about to? And he goes, click, yes. <laughs> Fantastic. So, you know, we're having fun here at Marvel. Yeah, making stories. Yep. So let's just dive into the comics out this week. First up is all new Captain America, Fear Him, number one. Uh, this written, is an adaptation of an infinite comic. Yep, and it's written by Dennis Hopeless and uh, Rick Remender, with art by uh, Mastin Jeffo, who are the amazing storyboard artists yep. who work on some of our infinite books, as well as Simon Kudransky. Uh, this is terrific. I, mm. I'll be honest. I forgot to read the infinite comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this probably came out in the midst of all kinds of craziness. Yeah. Um, it was early fall. Yeah, out. so yeah, I, I definitely missed it. Um, and it it's fantastic. I love the hell out of it. Uh, we get to see a villain who does not often make an appearance in Marvel no. Comics. No. The Scarecrow. Uh, he is our own Scarecrow. No, not, not to be confused with other Scarecrows. Yeah. No, not the one on the, the Oz train mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, in the Gotham. Uh, this is our own Scarecrow, and he's terrifying. He's legitimately cool and threatening and weird, and, and I dig him. Because I, I don't know that much about him. He, I don't I'm either, not totally to familiar with him. Really? Yeah, he's kind of a weird 70s villain who, uh, I, I mean, I think he debuted in the 60s, but kind of cro- didn't, didn't have the mainstream appeal so much of as a superhero villain. Did a lot of horror stuff in the 70s, and then they tried to bring him back around. In Cap and Daredevil and Ghost Rider, but yeah, has not logged a lot of time. I remember him in uh, one of the more recent runs on Moon Knight, but that's the last remembrance of him mm-hmm. that I have. Uh, in this, we have Cap, who is Sam Wilson, uh, and with his uh, partner, protege, mm-hmm. uh, Nomad. Protege is maybe stretching it. Yeah, uh, this sort of partner, uh, Nomad, who is Steve Rogers' son. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, his son. Yeah, um, he raised him. Yep. Ian, and uh, they are foiling a bank robbery, which Ian is sort of like, why are we yeah, doing this? It's a waste of time. And Sam's like, because this is what we do. I like and Ian's weapon. I uh, what he calls it. Uh, the American Gladiator's weapon? Yeah, basically that's <laughs> what it is. Like a one-sided American Gladiator's joust weapon. Or the weapon that, that one uh, Slaughter's Marauders dude used sure. in G.I. Yep. Joe the movie. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, so totally awesome. There's some fighting, there's some weird stuff, there's cockiness, and there's comeuppance mm. uh, plenty in this issue. Uh, what is it, four-issue limited series? I think so, something like that. Something like that, which is great, because I'm excited. Also on the cover, uh, he's putting that oh, weapon yeah. through someone's head. Well, I mean, I think it's old man Steve Rogers' head. What? That's what it looks like. Say what? I don't know. Kudos to uh, Dennis Hopeless. I know Rick Remender co-wrote this with him, but I know Dennis did a lot of the heavy lifting, and as one of, 
I mean, he's literally the probably first or set, well, not first, but like second or third guy to write Sam as Cap because this came out a while ago, and he really nails it right off the bat. Yeah, he Gets does. Gets the voice right down. Totally. All right. Angela, Asgard's Assassin, number three, written by Karen Gillan and Marguerite Bennett, art by Phil Jimenez and Stephanie Hans. If you were a fan of Karen Gillan's Journey into Mystery, meaning everybody, uh, this is a nice little issue for you. A lot of throwbacks to stuff he was doing there, stuff he seeded, whether it's Loki or the stuff from Everything Burns, which plays a crucial part to the overall plot of this. Stuff with Hela, stuff with Tyr. The Desir are back. Yeah, they are. They make a nice return here. Hey, Basically, ladies. <laughs> Angela and Sarah have made off with the daughter of Odin and Freja. They are running from the Asgardians. They also get the dark elves on their tail here. Angela gets a new costume of sorts. Uh, not sure if this is going to be like a special battle armor type thing or if it's sticking around. But I like it because there's more of her covered up, which yeah. I think is important well, for someone who is fighting with <laughs> knives and getting, you know, possibly punched. It she is, needs armor. It is, Phil Menez is, number one, love having Phil back on a monthly basis. Oh, yeah. Love the work he's doing here, but he is a great costume designer. Always has been. So I think he draws a beautiful but functional Angela costume here. Remember that, um, sure that feature at Wizard where yep. we... Yeah. Yep, I know the one. So good. One of the best features ever. Um, yeah, so Angela gets a new costume here, meets back up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. She's going to need their help because now she has all these people chasing after her. But also Sarah tells us kind of her origin story. And it was a very revelatory one. Um, I love that. Yeah, I'm crazy. Really into that. Definitely not what I expected. I wanted you guys read it on your own and make your own feedback. But it really, that character's come out of nowhere. Only let's think about it. This is what the third issue of Angela. So three issues deep and already great supporting character. Great character in your own right. Also, it adds another layer, possibly to Angela, which mm -hmm. I really hope we keep with and explore. Yeah. So definitely adds another layer to Angela. Definitely some big stuff coming next issue. Uh, I don't know how Angela's going to get past this, but I do know that they are going to have a Guardians of the Galaxy game night next issue, which we saw glimpses yeah. of elsewhere this week. So Or last week. Was it last week? Yeah, in Star-Lord last week. It was last week? Wasn't it? It feels like it was. I read it, it yesterday. It feels like only yesterday. But I hope that More Guardians game night. Yeah, they better have a Guardians game night in the next Guardians movie. Yeah, seriously. Get on that, James Gunn. Yeah, uh, who you think you are. Yeah. It's the All big right. shot. So, Ant-Man number two is up next. That's Nick Spencer on the writing chores. Roma, Ramon Rosanas on art. Uh, this is terrific because it's just so goofy. I mm -hmm. mean, the first page, the first story is a splash page of Grizzly. Yep, love Breaking Grizzly. into a building, yelling at Ant-Man that he's going to make him pay. Yeah, and for those of you who gnashed your teeth at uh, Eric O'Grady, <laughs> Not being acknowledged in this series, this issue is for you. Yeah. Uh, and Eric O'Grady gets a big play. <laughs> yeah, and, and it makes perfect sense. Uh -huh. Everything there is laid out. So the idea is uh, Scott Lang has moved to Miami to be close to his daughter, but he broke. He, uh, <laughs> he an ex-con. Yeah, he broke. He is not in the best place to do anything that an adult would do, uh, but he's trying. You got to appreciate that he's trying. He goes to the bank trying to get a loan to start his own business, a security business, because, in his rationale, mm -hmm. he's able to break into places. Who better to stop people from breaking in than the one who fully understands how you do break in? He's got a great proposal. Yeah, it's a solid proposal. Yep. He's kind of an idiot, but <laughs> like very endearing. Uh, the thing is, Scott Lang is not an idiot, like intellectually. He's actually he's, quite clever. He's a goofball, I guess. Yeah, is that, the no, that's what better. it is. But no, it's 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 very deceptive because he just yeah he he has 
the tech smarts. He just is not necessarily socially smart. Yeah, would be one way to describe yeah. it. And like, he's not like savvy. A, he's not savvy. Not That's savvy. That's how I would put it. And not quite a slacker, but mm, also never been like putting himself to his utmost capabilities. Yeah, yeah. But he definitely has the brains. Yes. Like, let's not let's not sell him short there. For sure. Um, so he goes uh, to a bank to try to get his loan. Whole bunch of stuff ensues. I don't want to spoil that because it was a lot of fun. There was a really great story going on here. A new character. Uh, she's new, right? Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah. Unless she ends up being someone else, which I, I'm kind of half hoping for both. Yeah. But <laughs> Either one would, would be cool. There's another supporting character uh, brought in here, which is terrific. And then uh, bringing back the O'Grady stuff, the Grizzly stuff. It sort of ends on this fantastic note, which makes me even more excited for the next issue. Good cover, too. Mark Brooks doing it up. Mark Brooks. All right. Over to Avengers number 41, which, contrary to what the cover might have, you believe is not Ultimates number one from 2002, but it's the cover from Ultimates number one. Um, did we, when did we talk about how Tom... Did we talk about that? What? How Tom paid... Hitch again yeah. to use the cover. To use the cover, which I think yeah. is one great because we probably didn't need to, but we no. did, and uh, it was just terrific. It's sort of sort of yeah. Brevard, a, Brevard said this was a very ultimate story. He said, you know, why do an homage when we can just use the original Brian Hitch art, which still looks great thirteen years later. Yeah. And so he just called up Hitch, said, hey, we're gonna use your cover again, we'll pay you again, and we did it. So yeah, such a move. <laughs> As one would imagine, there is a heavy focus on the Ultimate Universe here, which kind of cool. What's kind of cool is this is still part of Time Runs Out, which, by the way, it does in three months. Um, Wait, what happens in three uh, months? In three months, Time Runs Out. Oh. But it's uh, written by Jonathan Hickman, who, as you may recall, wrote Ultimate Comics Ultimates. Uh, he started that one off where Reed Richards first showed his chops as a big-time villain in the Ultimate Universe had to somewhat abruptly leave Ultimates to work on Avengers. This is Jonathan getting to go back and revisit some of the pieces that he set up in the Ultimate Universe, which is great because I love Jonathan's Ultimate Universe run. It was way too short. Oh, man. Oh, man. So we see what's been going on with Ultimate Reed Richards post-Cataclysm. He was left in a very specific place. Jonathan puts him in a very different place. Nick Fury is asking him to help rebuild S.H.I.E.L.D., is he actually doing that? Is he up to something else? Uh, some of his old toys come into play from the Ultimates run. Mike Diodato does a great job drawing. Meanwhile, back in our universe, in the 616, ugh, um, Gladiator it's realizes, gross, right? yeah, Gladiator, Nishiar, remember him, realizes something's up. Uh, other races are starting to get wind of what the incursions are all about, and it is not going to necessarily be a good thing for Earth. Also, also, we revisit the moment where Namor got tossed off the ship by Black Bolt. We thought he was done for. Maybe even worse fate for him involving the Cabal. And then two of these three storylines come crashing into each other at the end of the book. And this is going to lead to big things for Secret Wars. The last line of the book is so terrific. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I marked out so hard. Hickman's... Ultimate Reed Richards is one of my favorite villains of the last five years. Oh, we yeah. talked about it a lot when it was coming out, but he is tremendous. He's a great villain, and it's a great twist on a familiar Marvel character. Sure is. Another big event uh, just starting to percolate. We had Guardians of the Galaxy and X-Men, the Black Vortex number one, well, Alpha number one, which you are right, this is where the Guardians game night takes place. Yeah. That's what threw I'm me. I'm always right. You are totally correct. So... 
We start off with the Guardians of the Galaxy and the X-Men, One Place, One Time, written by uh, Sam Humphreys, art by Ed McGuinness and Chris Anka. And, of course, we go back in time to, look at this, Planet Viscardi. 12 billion years ago. Wah, wah. <laughs> no, that, I thought it was a pretty cool show. It was great. I, I was really excited. I was like, oh, Jim's yep. going to be so happy. Former, former Marvel employee, James Viscardi, living it up in the uh, in 12 billion years ago with the Celestials. Uh, we're both planets. Pan there planet Panagos, Planet Viscardi. You guys could go to war. Uh, I hope you do. Planet Panagos wins. Well, yeah, but I still want to see it. Yes. Um, we're getting bits and pieces of the origin of this this uh, artifact, the Black Vortex, which has been seeded throughout Legendary Star-Lord, a couple other places. Mr. Knife has possession of it, so Star-Lord and Kitty go and steal it from him. Star-Lord and Kitty, just a great duo, a great couple. We also see how Mr. Knife has powered up his, uh, his henchmen, made them these huge, muscled-up, powered-up jerks now. Can we go back to go the on. 12 billion years ago a bit? Yes. And Way back. Sentinels, um, uh, Celestials, Sentinels, total dicks. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, Celestials are jerks. I love it. Poor, I love it. poor little Viscardi Junior here. Yeah. Is just appealing to these Celestials, trying to get their help. And then the help. Celestials just like, what? Oh, like it's so, yeah, it's so hard for me yeah. to even uh, move here. No. Have this. And so it's great. So Starlight and Kitty steal Black Vortex from Mister Knife right before Thane is about to use it. They summon the X-Men. They summon the Guardians. They're like, yo, we got to figure out what we're going to do with this. I love this scene yeah. that you're looking this at right now. This is a great page. Tried by chatting. Tried by Anka. Um, yeah, I like, I, like the <laughs> I like the thing with Storm asking Kitty why she keeps hooking up with guys named Peter. I like the explanation. And I enjoy all of this interaction stuff. I love that they are near the orphanage where Star-Lord gives stuff to. Um, they're all being tempted to use the Black Vortex. I keep wanting to call it the Black Mirror, but I know that's the the horror show from the UK. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I haven't either. But Blake talks about it nonstop. Of course um, he does. So yeah, they're all being tempted. There's a lot going on here, and the Slaughter Corps shows up, the Slaughter Lords show up, and the Guardians fight them. The X Men fight them. There's another big old splashy page, and the question is, who is going to hold on to the Black Vortex? Is anyone going to use the Black Vortex? What does the Black Vortex ultimately do? Spoilers, someone uses it by the end of the issue. <laughs> yeah. And the results are potent. And we'll continue next week in Guardians of the Galaxy number 24. Yeah, it will. Very exciting. Um, Hawkeye, number 21. Out this week. Let me repeat that. Hawkeye, number 21. We an ongoing Hawkeye book. It's out, guys. I'm holding it in my hands. It's there. It's finally here. Uh, but it's not the end of the run. This is the penultimate issue, I think. Of their run. It is the yep. penultimate issue. Uh, so this is by Matt Fraction and David Aha with our uh, colors by Matt Hollingsworth um, and great lettering by Chris Heliopoulos. It's the, there's a big final stand, the real Bravo issue, if you get that cinematic reference. Sure. Um, Clint and Barney, his brother, and some of the uh, residents in their Brooklyn building are going to do it up uh, Home Alone style. And hold off, absolutely, or do their best to hold off the tracksuit Draculas, because uh, they're coming. They're coming in full force. Uh, lots of bros being thrown around in here, and it's it's huge. It's, a, it's what you were hoping for in some ways, what you were dreading in other ways, and uh, like a great crescendo and then final like <gasps> moment. 
So I don't want to. I just don't want to spoil too much on this one because people have been waiting for this for so That's long. That's the line we walk on this podcast. Yeah. the number thirteen podcast on all of iTunes. Yep, but uh, it is. It's terrific. Yeah. You're gonna love it. That's a good issue. Hulk number eleven, also a great issue. Oh, really yeah. great issue. Um, written by Jerry Duggan. Beautiful, 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 beautiful art. Not just by Mark Bagley, but yes, by Mark Bagley, but also Drew Hennessy's inks and especially Jason Keith's colors on this book. And of course, Hulk is a book that needs the best colors in the biz. Uh, after last issue, where Hulk got kind of smacked down by Red Hulk. Tries to get back into his whole Omega Hulk plan. This time he goes after Lyra, the savage She-Hulk, the supposed daughter of the Hulk. This is Doc Green doing it. He's having nightmares. Um, he's all rattled. He's living in the Baxter building because the Fantastic Four is not there. He goes after Lyra. He has a new plan to get rid of her. In the middle, we have some hijinks. We have him uh, 3D printing a giant toilet. And the explanation behind that is fantastic. Amazing. Tremendous. So, new bearded Doc Green goes after Lyra, who is trying to be a hero, trying to take down Rocks on. They have a great fight. Mark Bagley draws the hell out of these Hulk fights. It's like, he was so good at drawing Spider-Man for so many years. I mean, he was such a Spider-Man guy. This run on Hulk has really opened my eyes to Mark Bagley, big-time Hulk, like, fight artist. It's just phenomenal. Just these huge figures and this kinetic movement all this. The Hulk-Lyra fight does not last that long, but what really gets going is that Hulk's been using this artificial intelligence. Basically, he doesn't want Banner to come back, so he's been using this AI program to help him out and help keep Banner at bay. There's a twist. Not going to say what it is, but there's a twist with the AI unit that basically changes this entire story. And Doc Green, who, other than the Red Hulk, has been pretty handily executing his plans to date now has a major problem and things have been inverted big time and as far as the fate of lyra that's left a little up in the air and that could lead to a very interesting story and next issue frank thierry call your lawyer we've got the return of the gamma core yeah the short but sweet yep short but sweet as it should be but yeah man i was i was really i love this issue i love jerry's like comedic stuff and how it flows into the nightmarish stuff and how it gets very serious and the relationship between Hulk and Lyra, the creepy stuff with the AI, and then the art just brings it home full circle. Just a brilliant, brilliant bit of comic bookery that may be getting overlooked in the midst of all the secret wars and the black vortexes and all this nuttiness is that this Omega Hulk story, which is on chapter seven at this point, is really, really good. Agreed. Yes. All the things I said. Uh, Marvel's Ant-Man Prelude Number 1, written by Will Corona Pilgrim, art by Miguel Sepulveda, and this is a officially sanctioned Marvel Cinematic Universe prelude. It is what happens before the Ant-Man movie. It's got Hank Pym as a young man. It's got Peggy Carter. It's got Howard Stark. And it's got them all in action against the uh, bad guys. And you get to see Ant-Man using his powers. You get to see it all. It's having, pretty cool. Having read the script, uh, this was extra awesome because it was, I know exactly how this plays into the movie uh, and what it means for folks who are excited about the movie. If you are going to be into the movie, you should totally be reading this because it's great. Up next, Mar uh, Miracle Man, number 14, by the original writer with art by John Totalman. 
This is the one. Man. This is that issue we've been waiting for. It is haunting. I read it on the train yesterday, oh. and I, as always with Miracle Man, because you know we read the first in trade years ago. Yeah. I never really know what I'm getting until I open the issues, and I never know if I should be reading it in public. <laughs> and I wasn't seeing next day one for this one, so I was okay. But I Which probably is good. shouldn't have been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is the big Kid Miracle Man rampage, and then fight with. Um, what do they call themselves? Warpsmiths. No, but the they have a name for their like group. Oh, do they? Yeah, I I, I didn't catch. I that. can't remember it. They have a name for you know Miracle Man, um, uh, Lady Miracle Man, Miracle Woman, Miracle Woman. Thank you. Uh, Lady Miracle Man would be totally. That'd awful be very name. weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of cool. Eh. Not really. Um, and then the Inferno, Fire Drake, the Fire Drake dude. Yep. Uh, so just crazy fight. Kid Miracle Man is unleashed, and. He takes out, you know, all the rage he has on London. Yeah. By the time you get to the first couple pages, this is probably the most graphically violent comic maybe of all time. It's up there. It, I, yeah, it's hard to say of, of all time because there's, yeah, there's so a many lot books. We have, there's a lot we have I mean, read. I remember looking at Faust when we were kids. The most, I would say this is like the most infamously graphically violent comic of all time yeah. and it's all in service to the story though it's yeah, exactly. not gratuitous no. but that's just to say what kind of a story it is that it's basically just pages of just horror but it's underlining the story that's being told yeah and it's a heartbreaking story mm-hmm. too because it's at the core of it is this relationship between Miracle Man and Kid Miracle Man yeah. and you know the, the resentment the anger the hatred, the disgust, the sad, like it all, the emotion really does flow across this entire issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can imagine how, if you could imagine in real life someone with the power of a god just getting really, really angry and using all their speed, strength, and abilities to destroy and yeah. mass as no, quickly as possible. Yeah, and no moral nope. focus at yeah. all. Uh, it, Really, to get someone's attention to, mm-hmm. that's that's what's going on here. Yeah, it's it's awful and somewhat beautiful. Yeah, um, I don't even. Yeah, it, it's a tremendous issue, and uh, you know, but please, not for the squeamish. There's the, a lot no, of stuff in here. That kids, is not, not for kids, not for the squeamish, not like very, very, very mature content. Um, I don't know how John Toddle then did not like lose sleep drawing this issue because yeah. he draws so much detail and there are some things in there that he's stuff, forced man. to draw that well not forced to draw i'm sure he wasn't chained to a fair drawing board he was tasked he was drawing he was asked to draw yeah. and agreed to do so true enough uh ms marvel number 11 up next uh by g willow wilson adrian alfona and ian herring uh Complete 180 from Miracle Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got the conclusion of this storyline. Uh, Ms. Marvel versus the uh, the inventor, who is the bird clone of Thomas, Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison, yes. You know? Of course. It, who hangs out in Jersey City. Yeah. That's exactly what you expect. Home of Harry Go. Yeah. yeah. Harry Go could be the inventor. Whoa. Yeah. Chew uh, on that. I blew my mind. No. Nope. Uh, but, you know... Ms. Marvel is put to the test here. She's facing um, someone who's smarter, who's more capable, so we think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she does her damnedest to fight back. She uses a lot of resources. She's got the help of her friends. Uh, Lockjaw gets up in this, which made me very happy. Someone's coming in the room. They close the door. Oh, it's the Watcher's Lorraine Sink. She's gone. Ugh. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's a whiz-bang fight. 
super great. Uh, gorgeous as always, uh, and I like the the touches by the end of sort yeah. of like, you know, like who knows what this could all lead to. I'm very excited for next month. Did you see yeah. who's guest starring? Loki. Yeah, I guess let's not even be coy about it. It's Loki. It's in it's the book. Lo- it's Loki. Yeah. Well, a lot it's of these in, things like, are probably in the pre. The a lot of these previews. things are in the books, but we don't say them because we're trying to preserve a. I don't you know, think that spoils anything. We're we're creating a suspension of disbelief here. Okay. Sometimes. Oh, I'm up again. Still Operation you. Sin, yep. written by Catherine Immonen, and art by Rich Ellis. This is uh, issue number two. Yep. Uh, this features uh, Agent Peggy Carter, Howard Stark, and Woodrow McCord. All your favorites from Marvel's Agent Carter and Woodrow McCord. <laughs> uh, if it had all Marvel's my favorites That's true. from... Uh, two of your favorites from Marvel's Agent Carter and Woodrow McCord and a bear. Yeah, because it would need Dottie. Yeah. It would need Jarvis. Anyway. But it's got a bear. It's got a bear. And Woodrow McCord. Yeah, it does. So, you know, it evens out. So they're in Russia. There's all kinds of craziness going on. Howard Stark is... There's a scene where Howard Stark finds all this technology stuff, and he's just like a kid in a candy store. A big old grin on his face. It's really terrific. Uh, Catherine writes an amazing Peggy Carter. Mm. She's really, really terrific. Don't take no guff. Punching people. Dealing with stuff. Being smarter than every damn person in the book. Uh... Really great. We get uh, the bear by the end of the issue. Love the bear. We were we were sold on a bear. Great cover. We got the bear. Yeah. If that is not truth in advertising, not I don't only know that. What go back to the cover for a sec. We see Woodrow McCord punching a bear, and that happens. Yeah. And we're, Peggy slapping Howard Stark, and that happens. No, she she straight punches. Him. Oh yeah, you're That's right. That's a full that is a closed fist. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, uh, that would be a dis- immediate disqualification in professional wrestling in 1985. I it should be today. <laughs> uh, anyway, we got uh, crazy great stuff. I love the bit with the bear is terrific, and it leads you to a lot more questions than the answers you would have had before. Yeah. The Punisher number 15, written by Nathan Edmondson, art by Mitch Gerards. The Punisher has finally been captured by these Howling Commandos who have been dogging him for the past 14 issues. Not quite sure why um, they have kidnapped members of his family who have a nice turn here. Uh, Frank talks a lot more than he usually does because basically he's tied up. He has all his weapons taken away. The only weapon he has left is his mouth to try to convince these Howling Commandos they're on the wrong side, that something more than meets the eye is going on in Los Angeles. Why are these criminals taking over? Why is the army just being called in now? So he's got to convince them to help him, even though they've been chasing him for over a year in our time, and bring all of their resources to bear to go after the real bad guys, who by the end of the issue, we are just starting to learn who they might be. Yeah. Return of the Living Deadpool, number one, another not-for-kids book, written by Colin Bunn, art by Nick Varela. This is a sequel to Night of the Living Deadpool from last year. We pick up in this crazy zombie world that is all in black and white except for Deadpool. I remember loving this uh, bit, and I still do. We have Deadpool meeting up with a young girl, uh, or a somewhat young girl. I don't know. Colin addresses it in the book, where Deadpool has a line noting... What does he say? He goes, not that I've got a thing for you. You're just a kid. I mean, how old are you, 15? Just so we can get some baseline continuity out of the way for the self-righteous internet trolls. <laughs> so I like that Cullen cuts that off at the pass. She seems more like she's 20. I, that's what I've read a little older. But you know what? This world, it ages yeah, you. For it sure. It ages you. For sure. Uh, her name's Liz. 
her and Deadpool are navigating this uh, this landscape that we saw a year ago, but Deadpool's not quite sure what's going on. She seems to know something more about the situation. There are these zombies who I remember how these creeped me out last year because they were the zombies who are still like having normal conversations. Uh, but, like, just, you know, meaningless banter. There are other Deadpools. There is a secret to them, and Deadpool starts to learn the truth about what has happened to the world, and the last page will take you by surprise. Yeah. Pretty great. Mm -hmm. I was, I was not what I was expecting. It was a nice return to form for what was a really cool uh, miniseries last year. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars, number two. You weren't here for Star Wars, number one. I know. It was a bummer. So here, that's why I gave you that. Here I you love go. Star Wars. This is the best Star Wars I've ever seen. <laughs> I like How many Star Wars have you seen? I have seen every Star Wars movie. Oh. Um, but I was, you know, not the hugest Star Wars fan, as most know. And I, these, just like, I had never seen The Stand, but I loved when we did The Stand. I, just as I hoped, I am really enjoying these Star Wars books. Totally. Maybe I should go back and watch those films. Maybe you should. Uh, written by Jason Aaron, art by John Cassidy, colors by Laura Martin. This is fantastic uh and it, again it, it takes place in between episodes four and five in between a new hope and empire strikes back but right after uh a new hope yeah. the, the final parts of that you know the death star has been blown up the rebels are you know pushing the empire is sort of like what the frig and that's what they say in, in yeah space. in the future or in the past, guess the past a long time yeah, ago. it's a long time ago uh so here in, in this, we're getting the first meeting, the first interact, well, first proper interactions yeah. between Vader and Luke. Yeah. Uh, if you, as a Star Wars fan, do not freak out when seeing Darth Vader holding two lightsabers, oh, man. both of them his. Yeah. Then I don't even know. Then you can you can go right home because this is terrific. We've got all that going on. It's crazy, uh, amazing conversation. Luke's all pissed off because he he's talking to the guy who murdered his friend and mentor. Yeah. Uh, then you've got Luke and Leia rolling into town, driving an at at, and it's just awesome. Han and Leia. You said Luke and Leia. Oh, did I? Yeah. I'm so excited. I don't know if you, I don't know if you can keep these Star Wars characters straight. I know. I'm quite familiar with them. You are. Han and Leia uh, are rolling deep. Uh, there's a lot of killing going on. Mm -hmm. Like there's. There's some brutality in yeah, this. Yeah, it's not like Miracle Man level, but no, it's there. But it's like Vader. It, I, I like it because Vader is not a good person. No, Vader is a he's, he's killed. Probably the worst. Yeah, he's he's kind of yeah up there with he's the worst. Probably one of the worst. Yeah, um, and so he's he's just like throwing lightsabers through people. He's cutting people down. Yep. He's choking them. He's snapping their necks. Friends, enemies, everybody. Everybody. Everybody gets some. Yep. Uh, all that's going on. Uh, 3PO is having a hell of a time. Hell of a time. Uh, trying to keep the Falcon, the Millennium Falcon, from being uh, torn apart. It's not doing a very good job. Mm -mm. Uh, but what I love about this, everything, you can hear everything in the voices of the characters from the movies of the time, and it feels like dialogue that would have been in the movie. Like, this is, this is the natural progression from the movie to the page. It yeah. feels... Like, there's no gap. Like, this was done immediately following that. And, like, I, I can hear all these actors saying these lines. It's mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah, and I was slightly... I mean, if there was a slight concern that, in my mind, I was like, well, it's set between four and five. We already know where it's going. How can they make this exciting? They managed to overcome that pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. They make yeah. it crazy exciting. Yeah. Uh, it's huge action-packed. And it's one of those things that, in the the original... Uh, trilogy, 
Vader is a badass, but he's sort of like the badass who's done all the badass stuff that mm-hmm. he's needed to do. He's you know he has a couple sword fights here and there. And he, he like shows his power. Yeah. But here he is like jumping out of, out of the way of things, getting his hands dirty, really yeah. going crazy. It's terrific. You know I, what else I'll say? I'm gonna make a controversial Star Wars statement. Uh oh. Because I know how people feel about the uh, the prequels. Uh oh. But I will say this is one point where, you know, we haven't really gotten to see. We haven't really gotten to see, see Vader fresh with the perspective of having seen his story coming up in the prequels. Like, I know they haven't, like, Clone Wars and all that other stuff. But, you know, reading this book and being like, oh, man, like, when he says stuff about, you know, his lightsaber and stuff like that, to me, that has more weight because unlike the original trilogy, which was already done by the time all that additional information came out, like, this is... We really get to experience this knowing the full six movies, like how everything goes. It actually adds to the experience. Yep. A hundred percent. That was my controversial Star Wars take. Yeah. Bold. Bold man. move. And I, that's the type of thing that I can say because I don't care what Star Wars fans think of me <laughs> at all. We do not think highly. No, not at all. And it not, it's not going to change. And uh, huge, huge kudos to John Cassidy and Laura Martin. Oh, look. Just murdering Seriously, on this Seriously, this is, this is Cassidy and Martin at their finest. I mean, they've done so much good work over the year, but this is yeah. right up there with the best stuff they've ever done. I mean, done. yeah, this is astonishing level, mm-hmm. planetary level. Yep. Like, wow. Yeah. Here I'm up again. again. One more time. Man. One more time Here we go. for all time. Uh, and you know what? I'm, I'm really excited that this gets to be my last book. Yep. It's the Unbeatable it Squirrel you. Girl, number two, uh, by Ryan North and Erica Henderson. Erica Henderson, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, the colorist, if I can flip the page and get uh, the correct color artist, is Rico Renzi. I just want to say that because I love the colors in this book. It's It's got a, like a throwback feel to the colors. Uh, but it works really, really well. So, Squirrel Girl, she's in college. She's trying to be a normal woman in college and deal with people and deal with things. And she's totally socially inept, mm. which is hilarious. Yeah. She's got a roommate. She's got a crush. Not lacking for confidence, though, which I like. Yeah, right. Socially, maybe a little socially inept, but not like, you know, scared to just put herself out there. Of course. She's great. Yeah. No, she's, uh, that's, and positive. Like, yep. there's just this. Like there's no angst. There's just like she's she's excited about life, yeah. about being a superhero, about you know experiencing all these things. Sometimes we stick adjectives on books because they just sound good. In this case, unbeatable is the perfect adjective for this book because not only is there you know the whole gag of she beats every supervillain, but it really feels like nothing in life can stop Doreen. She's just she keeps going. Yeah, it's. This is quickly becoming one of my favorite right. monthly books. Well, without two issues question. in, so and very quickly. Very quickly. Uh, we've got tons of fun action. She's trying to get... She, she basically needs to go to space to stop Galactus. Yeah. If you know anything about Squirrel Girl, she's probably able to stop Galactus. Yeah. Just, that's just the way we've been writing Certainly her Certainly the way years. she thinks. Yeah, and I'm excited... When the the revel like this page here mm-hmm, that I'm pointing mm-hmm, to, when mm-hmm. she gets the thing that she's been looking to get, yep. I was so excited for her. So good. Uh, all that we've got Ryan North's uh, trademark yep. tiny text. Now I I was curious. Do you read them as you go? Yeah. Because I read the full issue through and then go back what? and read all of them because I want to give them like my full attention. So I can get like a whole story. It's cool. I get to read the issue twice. Interesting. Cool I, I do it as I go because mm-hmm. it adds yeah, I know to it, the context yeah, of each page. There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. 
Mm, no, you could you could eat it wrong. I mean, I can't eat it at all because it has milk in it. So every right. way is wrong. Yeah, there you go. So you're already yeah, incorrect I've in under, your statements. I've undermined my point. Yeah, but uh, Erica Henderson, terrific. I I'm be honest, I'm not wasn't familiar with her work before this. She's great. She's so damn good. Yep. Uh, everything about this book, I would give it 15 out of 10. Very good. Oh, we're on a rating scale. That right? is high. That's yeah. a high rating. All right, rounding out the week, we got Wolverine's number five, written by Charles Soule, art by Jonathan Marks, who's back from the Wolverine Animal that uh, Elliot Kalin wrote. I love that book, and it looked beautiful, as does this one. Team Wolverines, or whoever we're calling them, the Paradise Crew, and also the Weapon Xers uh, invade Sinister's base. There's a new character named Starkey Gripes. Who is one of many? Oh my God! Starky really gripes weird. and Marky gripes and Zarky gripes and yep. Marky gripes. All these gripes. Um, ben Riley's in this book. Just gonna drop it like, out there. I was, I was reading this. I was like, wait, what is yep. going on? This yep. is terrific. Ben Riley is prominently featured in here. There is all sorts of things going on in Sinister's house. Uh, all the different characters react very differently. This is the kind of cool thing about having these morally ambiguous characters and some morally unambiguous characters working together. They have all these different angles. You got this dude, Fin Fang Boom. Just some Charles Soule just basically doing whatever he wants. Um, Sinister may be able to turn some of these characters over to his side, regardless of the surprise guests who show up at the end. Yeah. All right, now, Twim of the Week, uh, since you weren't here... The last time we had this issue, I'm going to tell you what Alex and I discussed. We put Star Wars in the Miracle Man category of it's it's Star Wars. It's a separate thing. It can't win Twim of the Week because we feel like it will every time. <laughs> you fools! If you wish to overturn this, we can discuss. I, I, I see where you're going with it's that. It's on another level, you know what I mean? Because we basically... Well, it's we an start, event book yes. um, that is a monthly book. When you and I started Miracle Man, we said it would be unfair to have Miracle Man in the conversation because it's one of the greatest comics of all time. Similarly, Star Wars is probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, sci-fi epics of all time. And even though this is an adaptation... It's not an adaptation. Not it's adaptation, a brand new thing. New stories. It's, it's an interesting question. What, but let me pose you this. Okay. What happens when we've got the uh, Leia book? Mm-hmm. We've got mm-hmm. uh, the Vader book. We've got the um, the dude from Rebels. Kalen. Kalen. Oh, yeah, Kalen. Um, no, it's Kanan. I don't know. Kanan. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm bringing it up. Because we thought it was easy to make decisions there. But the more I think about it, like, maybe, maybe Star Wars does just count as a book. Yeah, I... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's hard. There's it's a hard choice. I'm, I'm of both minds right. um, because I would put Star Wars up there very high yes. this month. This, Why don't this we say, for now, it's in the mix. Once we get rolling, if it feels like we're giving it to Star Wars too much and it's like, well, this is just unfair, then maybe we revisit. Yeah. For now, Star Wars is in the mix. Okay. That said. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it wins this week, uh, <laughs> so it, it immediately proves the point. It would be really super-duper close, but my pick mm-hmm. is actually Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number two. To go there. I'm glad you picked that, because it was close for me between that and one other book, and that which is not Star Wars, for all this talk. But Star Wars was really good. Um, but that allows me to pick Hulk number 11, which I really, really liked. A great pick. Um, and I'll also say... Since we're just having that discussion, how crazy it! We have a week where we are putting out the remastered all-time classic Miracle Man in a new issue of a Star Wars comic book series. It's actually a pretty huge week, and the start of a giant, awesome, epic crossover. Right. 
not maybe not giant in in number Black of Force issues, X. but yeah, it is an epic. It's a big week, but I'm saying like these are like non Marvel universe huge things that yes. are happening to us as we speak. Yes, yeah. pretty great, pretty great. Alex, lean into the mic. Lean into the mic. I'm gonna go for Turn of the Living Deadpool number one. Wow, yeah. curveball. I really liked it. This guy's a wild card. <laughs> he got really close to me. His he, knee I was know. touching. You need, I wasn't into that. You need to back it up. Yeah. That's why you're on that side. Of the table. Not okay. Okay. Uh, let's let them towel off. Um, collections on sale. Just go with it. Fantastic Four by Matt Fraction in hardcover. Inhumanity. Marvel Masterworks: The Amazing Spider-Man Volume One in hardcover. This one came out of nowhere. I'm going to reread this like, like crazy. Spider-Man 2099 Classic Volume 3, The Fall of the Hammer. What was going on with Thor in yeah, that book? That costume, I posted man. that on Instagram. Beautiful. I don't know what that was. Did you see the other Aesir costumes? No, I didn't look at the rest Because there's of them. a Loki, there's a Hela, there's a Heimdall, there's a Balder, and they all look like that. You <laughs> oh, need man. to go back and check it out. I was just flipping through real <laughs> quick, yeah, and I was really like, good. wait, what? That crossover is insane. I forgot, I always forget about Part of the 2099 mythos is that basically Asgardian lore has become their like church, and they all are super serious about it. And it's 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 a really interesting aspect of that universe. Yep. Um, and Fall of the Hammer was kind of the culmination of that. Also, Spider-Man 2099 Volume One, out of time from the new current series, Uncanny Avengers Omnibus in hardcover, and on the app this week, everything except for oh. Heavens except for Miracle Man. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Also on the app, Spider-Man 2099, 11 through 22, 2099 Unlimited 1 through 3, and Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 26. Collections on sale on the app this week. Tons, guys. Get ready for this. Classic Star Wars Early Adventures, Classic Star Wars Volume 1 through 3, Dark Reign Electra, Secret Invasion, Black Panther, She-Hulk Volume 8, Secret Invasion, Spider-Man 2099, Classic, Fall of the Hammer, and Spider-Man 2099, Out of Time. Then, Star Wars, Jabba the Hutt, The Art of the Deal. Star Wars, Jango Fett, Open Seasons. Star Wars, Omnibus, Dark Times, Volume 1 to 2. Star Wars, Omnibus, Emissaries and Assassins. Star Wars, Omnibus, Quinlan Voss, Jedi and Darkness. Star Wars, Omnibus, Rise of the Sith. Star Wars, Omnibus, The Other Sons of Tatooine. Star Wars, Omnibus, Wild Space, Volume 1 and 2. Star Wars, Omnibus, Clone Wars, Volume 1 through 3. Star Wars, Omnibus, Droids. And finally, Star Wars Omnibus Infinities. But wait. Star Wars Tales, <laughs> Volume 1 through 6. Star Wars Jedi vs. Sith. Star Wars Underworld. The Yavin Basilica. <laughs> and Star Wars Vader's Quest. I've actually read a bunch of these in yep. here. There's some great comics in here. Uh, you know, all power to Dark Horse, mm-hmm. who for 20-odd years great was making comics. great comics. There is one series, and I have to look it up. I have one issue. It's Alan Moore mm. written Star Wars stuff. Wow, I didn't uh, know that existed. And it's ter- it's super weird. And um, I think it was called. It might have been. I don't know if it was Star Wars Infinities. No, no, Star Wars Infinities no, is the recent. What If. Yeah, that was a that was more type recent. book. I think. Uh, I don't remember what it is, but it was super cool. It was super weird. I think it was like a Star Wars done in the UK mm. type thing. That's kind of cool. I hope we collect that. I will somewhere. collecting everything from Dark Horse. Because yeah. I'll say, quick shout out to the non Alex interns who every day I walk by and all they're doing is scanning Star Wars comics. Mm-hmm. That's literally all they do every day, every day. 
That's a lot of comics. Yeah, well, they've been doing it for months. I just walked by and they're just <laughs> scanning in Dark Horse Star Wars comics. It's if been I need like to nine bring months in, now. If I need to bring in that copy of that Star Wars yeah. book, you guys let me know. Bring it in because they'll do it. Just put it in front of them. I don't think they even look up anymore. <laughs> uh, you just put it on the desk. They'll scan it in and it'll go in the app. Uh, but we still have more collections. Mm-hmm. Uncanny X- X-Men Masterworks Volume 5 and X-Men Forever Volume 2, The Secret History of the it- Sentinels. The Sentinels. Uh, and Marvel Unlimited this week, freshly digitized. We got all new X-Men number two. 30, Amazing Spider-Man number 5, Amazing X-Men number 10, Black Widow number 9, Deadpool, Dracula's Gauntlet number 5, Iron Fist, The Living Weapon number 5, Legendary Star-Lord number 2, Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man number 4, Moon Knight number 6, New Avengers number 22, New Warriors number 8, Original Sin number 5.3, The Punisher number 9, Rocket Raccoon number 2, She-Hulk number 7, Superior Foes of Spider-Man number 14, and Superior Spider-Man number 32. A lot of Secret Wars news this week. We are rolling out the tie-ins. There are still crazy stuff to come, but we have already talked about Secret Wars Journal, which is going to be kind of a pulsy-type series, kind of following the the man-on-the-street action. Master of Kung Fu, Hayden Blackman and Dalibor Talajik. Oh, my gosh. Shang-Chi. What is going on in that series? I'm very excited. They've got Shang-Chi in Kunlun during Secret Wars with Danny Rand, with a bunch of X-Men, all sorts of craziness going on. We have exclusive sketches of that, by the way. Battle World, which is the Versus book for this. Uh, it's got all sorts of crazy fights. You saw that James Stokoe cover with all the Modocs. You mean the single greatest cover that it has ever been created. Phenomenal cover. We got Adelan Rising, which is Charles Soule doing another Inhuman story. This is a kind of strained love story between Medusa and Black Bolt, also taking place in Battle World. And by the time this goes up, I think we will have announced more. Uh, we have so much to announce for Secret Wars. It's crazy. And beyond Secret Wars, we got the Thor annual coming fast. And last week, Rob Guillory, who is drawing CM Punk's story, opened up his sketchbook for us and showed us never-before-seen stuff, walked us through how he created the story, how he and Punk created the story. That's terrific. I, I love the story. I have it on my desk if you want to read it. Oh, yeah. I'll check it out for yeah. sure. Um, and in games news, not a lot this week. We'll have more coming up, but I do want to say that Disney Infinity Toy Box 2.0 is now on iOS, the app. It is launched. And, of course, LEGO Avengers is coming. LEGO Marvel's The Avengers. It's Marvel's LEGO Avengers? LEGO Marvel's, Marvel's The, the Avengers. Avengers. We'll get it. By the time it comes out, we'll get it. Yep. We'll get it down. Yep, yep, yep. Um... Let me see. Update. I'm still playing Avengers Alliance. Mm. Uh, that's going. I'm a little bummed there's no PvP going on because I kind of have been enjoying yeah, PvP a ton. It's, it's coming. There there was a little. There was some stuff that was supposed to happen last week and got bumped a little, and now everything's bumped a little. But it'll probably be another one of those weekends where you have like eight things going on at once. Oh, well, so, I can't play at home, so yeah. hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably launch at the end of this week. Yeah. should. Uh, we got to see a whole bunch of new characters coming for Contest of Champions. Yeah. I think there's one releasing by the time this episode, or no, no right after. tomorrow. You guys will find out. If you're listening, well, if you're listening to this on Thursday when it comes out tomorrow, you'll find out who a new playable character is. It's not who you would expect. Nope. It's me. Agent M. It's Agent M. Uh, I'm in there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Games-wise, I don't think we've had anything else break not a lot of a lot of stuff is right on the verge of breaking in the later part of this week there's going to be spider-man unlimited stuff this week there's going to be contest champion stuff this week and there's going to be avengers alliance stuff any second so we're kind of on standby by the time this comes out a lot of this may be out but probably not hot dog um i think yeah so that covers it uh obviously for um, the TV side, Strami and Patrick are going to talk about that. But how about that Daredevil trailer? What? 
I watched it a lot. <laughs> it's pretty great. I watched it a lot. Was it 15 seconds? No. It's the not, full one. Oh, the that, full one. That's right. There's a teaser for the trailer. For the teaser. It, I, I, I was talking about the trailer teaser teaser, but the, this is... This is Marvel. Teases, we tease the teases here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still upset they didn't go with my, my idea, the takeoff on Ant-Man being really small. This one should have just been just sound, because Daryl can't see. We'll talk about that offline. Um, yeah, so there's lots uh, lots of fun stuff, and let's kick it over to Strami and Patrick to deliver. Hello there. This week in Marvelites, this is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by... Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh. For another thrilling installment of the Strami and the Wolfman show, starring the Wolfman and Strami. This week, our big, big news is we released the very first trailer for Marvel's Daredevil which, of course, is coming to Netflix on April 10th. All episodes, all at once, all, all episodes, the time. All at once. I know there's, for some reason, there's been some confusion about that. We're not hiding that fact. How um, many episodes are there? There are 13 episodes. And all at once, you're telling me? All at once. Perfect. All at once, yes. If, if you were, if you had any questions... Um, Direct yeah. them to at Strami on Twitter? Yes, nope. All and questions. I, and I will just tell you, nope, they're all coming at once. But most importantly, new trailer. It's awesome. You get your first look at Matt in action as Daredevil. Um, you get to hear him uh, uh, weigh some of the uh, moral ambiguities of what like he's the scale, doing. like the scales of justice, like weighing, right? Sure. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Anyway. Check it out right now on Marvel.com and our YouTube. Um, if you aren't pumped for this series after watching this trailer, I... Don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know what to do with you. You see Stick. You see Foggy. You see Karen Page. You get a little glimpse of uh, Wilson Fisk. You, he's got a real good back of the head. Yeah, he does have a good back of the head. Real, it's real powerful. <laughs> Um, but, of course, we'll have tons more for Marvel's Daredevil in the coming weeks and months as we build up to April 10th, which is just a hair a hair more than uh, two months away. So get excited for that. In other TV news, of course, Marvel's Agent Carter continues to chug along. We had our fifth episode this week. The Howling Commandos returned. You visited the Red Room and got to see some of the origins of the Black Widow program. Uh, is a really, really phenomenal episode. I really enjoyed it. If you missed it, shame on you. I highly recommend going and checking it out. But you, you can catch up on ABC.com. You can. You can. I believe they have the uh, first five episodes. Great. There. Yeah. And, of course, it's also available via iTunes, via whatever streaming service you like. You can check it out on. I'm not sure exactly all the places it's available. But... Uh, this week, we also had a new episode this week in Marvel's Agent Carter, which uh, we chatted with the writer of the fifth episode, Jose Molina. He provided a really, really great uh, commentary track. I think it's uh, our best uh, commentary track yet for the series, so I highly recommend you go to Marvel.com, download that, listen along to the episode. We talked with the series executive producers, uh, Tara Butters and Michelle Fazekas, and we talked with them a little bit about the Red Room and incorporating the origins of the Black Will program into the series. We also ran a video interview with Enver Jokai and Chad Michael Murray uh, that I got to do a few weeks back at the TCAs here in Los Angeles. We got to hear 
them sort of dig deeper into Agents uh, Sousa and Thompson. Everyone was wearing blazers in that interview. Really? Did you notice that? Was, was even I wearing a blazer? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Everybody was wearing blazers. Blazers are classy, man. What can I say? I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Mr. Denim Vest every day. Um, yeah, that pretty much, I think, covers everything uh, Marvel's Danger Car. Of course, we've got an all-new episode next Tuesday at 9, 8 Central on ABC. We'll have some clips. We'll have some other content, some exclusive images, uh, and some other fun stuff that hopefully we'll be able to get out uh, before this episode. Finally, rounding out the TV news, we had two casting announcements for Marvel's AKA Jessica Jones. Namely, uh, Rachel Taylor has joined the series as Patricia Trish Walker, who some of you may know better as Patsy Walker. That's right. Patsy Walker is coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So she will be playing uh, Jessica Jones's uh, best friend and uh, emotional anchor, I think is the best term for it in the series. She is a uh, radio host in the series. I'm really excited for fans to see uh, Patricia Walker finally come to life on the small screen. Well, you know, you think about it, the small screens are just getting bigger. I mean, you got these big screen TVs that are 70 inches. What's the real difference between a big screen? All right, I'm excited to see her come to life on TV. There we go. Right, there, we right, go. there we I'm go. I'm excited too. Ugh. Also announced is uh, Carrie Ann Moss, who joined Marvel's, a.k.a. Jessica Jones, of course. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss, probably uh, best known in, in the genre fan community as Trinity from the Matrix trilogy. And not to forget, she was also in Memento. She was in Memento, that's right. That was a big deal when yes. I first saw that. Yes, yes, she was also in Memento. She's been a ton of other things. Uh, we aren't saying who she's playing just yet, but... Um, I think she'll do well, it's phenomenal. Not, it's not Luke Cage, because we've already cast Mike Coulter, <laughs> and I knew that's what that's, everyone's going to jump to. That's, that's true. It's not It's not Luke Cage, but uh, but uh, I do I do know a little bit about her character, and I think she's going to do a really, really great job. Very secretive about who she's playing. That's all I can all right. say. All right. That's all I can say is she's in it. All right. Uh, oh, wait. Last but not least, we have some movie news. We've released 16 new images from Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron. That really shouldn't be that hard for me to say. Nope. Um, of course, we got a new look at Cap in action at... Well, you posted them, Patrick. What, what all did we get? You get to see Joss Whedon in a hat. You get to see Joss <laughs> Whedon directing Jeremy Renner. Joss Whedon with Scarlett Johansson. You get to see Andy Serkis. You get to see... Uh, Aaron, Ta Aaron Taylor Johnson in action. He's really rushing, rushing past Quicksilver. as Quicksilver. A, yeah. a not too happy looking uh, Elizabeth Olsen as the Scarlet Witch. Oh boy, don't want to be on the wrong side of that one. And yeah, also you get a great look at the Hulkbuster armor and what we would assume could be the reverse shot of Hulk knowing that he's staring down the Hulkbuster armor. Nice. We also get to see uh, a, a moment between Black Widow and... Uh, and Hulk, which compared to the last time we saw them, when they had that uh, initial scene on the helicarrier in Avengers, they didn't get along too well. So you, you mean when he was rampaging after oh, yeah, her yeah, yeah. trying to destroy her, her yeah. to some degree? Yes. Yeah. So, so it's interesting to see that moment play out. All right. 
Well, that pretty much covers everything we got in uh, TV and film. Now, Patrick here has a new segment on the show, so I don't know. Are we going to talk about animation now, or do you cover uh, that I'm with Steve? I'm going to remind people that this Sunday you can catch a new episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash at 8 a.m. You'll also catch a new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble at 8.30 a.m. That's all I'm going to say for now, because if you stay tuned for literally a couple of minutes... You'll get to hear me chatting a little bit with uh, Steve Wacker, who's going to be talking all about, even more in depth about those animated series. Perfect. All right. Well, we'll tee you guys up for that. We thank you all for listening once again. Uh, in the meantime, hope you all have a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous week. Stay tuned for more Patrick as he chats with Steve Wacker. I'm sorry. And as always, remember, drink your Ovaltine. Hello out there. This week in Marvel, this is Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh coming to you with a new segment where we're going to be talking to someone from our Marvel animation department, just talking about what's coming up this week on Marvel Animation. Today, I am joined by Stephen Wacker. I'm going to toss things over to you. Steve, why don't you tell these folks who you are? Uh, I'm Stephen Wacker, as you uh, so rightfully said. I uh, head up current animation for uh, Marvel Animation Studios. Um, so it's my job to oversee shows like uh, Marvel's Avengers Assemble, uh, Marvel's Hulk and the Agent of Smash, multi Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man, and the uh, soon-to-come Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy animated series. Wonderful. And the reason I'm here is to talk about the new episodes that are coming out this Sunday. This Sunday at 8 a.m. on Disney XD, we've got a new episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Yeah. Where they are encountering, I believe they are called, the Doppel, Doppel Smashers. Smashers. Doppel yeah. Smashers. Well, it turns out uh, that uh, the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier is attacked and uh, uh, the uh, evil versions of the uh, Hulks are created gamma powered so it's a hulk on hulk action uh, just the way you like it from the mind of uh, marty eisenberg uh, the writer of the episode who uh, is heading up our guardians of the galaxy series. oh really yeah so it's a really good one it's very action-packed you're going to need a seat belt if you're watching from home do uh, will marvel be providing those seat belts uh we have marvel branded seat do we seat have belts? marvel branded seat belts <laughs> i'm sure we could like get that license huh Wonderful. Um, have you personally ever encountered a, a doppelganger of yourself by any chance? I consider Ryan Panagos huh. uh, me gone horribly wrong. Oh, okay. That Yeah, that makes yeah, more sense. It's, there's a lot of tension and conflict between us that uh, he'll vouch for. I'm like a uh, smarter, smoother version of the uh, hulking, knuckle-dragging, slobbering Ryan Panagos. Huh. Interesting. Now, he might see it a completely different way, but keep in mind, he's a horrible... Well, he's the evil version, yeah. Kid. And he does have... Well, I think right now he has, like, a handlebar mustache, but normally yeah, he has he the goatee. He don't. He, exactly, yeah. so you guys can come. He knows evil with that handlebar mustache. Absolutely. So uh, tune in to Hulk and the Agents of Smash. We can't, 8 a.m. Wake up, you we, punks. We, we can't guarantee uh, a Ryan Panagos doppelganger, but definitely you're going to see a, a doppel smasher of Hulk. Yeah. A bomb, and you're going to see the abomination and the abomination taking over the shield hel helicarrier, which does not make Nick Fury happy. Are you sure? <laughs> He's thrilled. He's thrilled with it. <laughs> I don't have to deal with this thing anymore. It's perfect. Uh, 
And Steve mentioned that it was 8 a.m. that Hulk and the Agents of Smash on was Disney airing XD. on Disney XD. Immediately following that, at 8.30 a.m., also on Disney XD, we have a brand new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble. Oh, yeah. This is a good one, too. This is uh, it's called Back to the Learning Hall. Uh, and it's uh, Thor going back to uh, uh, Asgard. And he's got to run the... Uh, run some of the uh, gauntlets he had to run as a kid, you know, when he was becoming the uh, Prince of Asgard. This was one of the first episodes I worked on when I got here a year, year ago, and it's written by uh, Jake Simon, who's been a big part of uh, uh, both seasons one and two of Avengers, and uh, this one's really cool, and it gives us a really good look at Thor and where he came from. Yeah, I saw some of the clips, uh, which, by the time you're listening to this, should be posted on Marvel.com, so you can check out a clip as well. Good luck finding them. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the, a good clip of, I believe it's Hulk, Hawkeye, and Thor yeah. all kind right. of trying to work together and utilize different kind of aspects of their abilities. Yeah, I think you know, uh, Man of Action, who are the uh, story editors on the show, really, uh, and, and uh, Doc Wyatt, Kevin Burke, we're trying to find different combinations we hadn't se seen a lot. So the idea of our two heavy hitters together, along with Hawkeye, who many don't consider a heavy hit hitter, uh, works up to be a pretty good uh, combination. And I, I will say that from the, the clip we'll be posting online, there's a, an unfriendly encounter with Hulk and some wolves, which I am, wolves. I am not happy about that. Well, as we learned from a Super Bowl commercial this weekend, Wolves are ultimately very hostile. I know you're a big wolf fan. That's one way of putting it. Patrick has a jacket covered in wolves that he's wearing right now. Made with wolf, wolf hide, wolf fur, yes. <laughs> but, but still, it's a cartoon. You know, it's, a, it's an animated show. He's not really uh, we, doing any damage. We used real wolves really? in the animating of this, uh, well, of this episode. Well, thanks for tuning in to the first and last time we'll be <laughs> speaking with Steve Wacker. Uh, Are you throwing it back to my doppelganger now? Yes, we're going to be throwing it back. Uh, so, again, make sure to tune in Sunday on Disney XD, 8 a.m., new Hulk and the Agents of Smash. And at 8.30 on DXD, we're going to have Marvel's Avengers Assemble. Cool. And to everyone out there, we will smell you later. Okay, thank you, fellas. Now it is time for This Week in Marvel. Questions and comments. Again, use the hashtag This Week in Marvel, and we'll pull them, and we'll talk about them. Every other week. If you don't know how to spell it, tweet ALO, what's your number? Uh, ALO 1392. Two. Just, just yell at him. <laughs> Were you born on the 13th of 1992 or January 3rd? 13th of 1992. Yeah. Wow. Yes, Look at this. World's greatest detective yeah. over here. Hello. Monagos uh, Investigations. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, tweet us that. We'll get to This Week in Marvel questions every other week. On those off weeks, we'll be doing the This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club. Have you read your war journal? I am saving it for my flight to Florida. Well, that's right. Figured that would be a nice, you know, get me in the spirit for vacation. Yeah. It's a Punisher comic. Murder. Yep. <laughs> cool. Uh, first up, we've got Agent Twim. He says, Twim of the Week is Spider-Verse team-up number three. So much Spider-Verse this week, and it's all so good. Mm. We would agree. He says, Guardians of the Galaxy number 16. Not only did they foreshadow the Terrigen bomb, but apparently it broke time. Uh, a picture? Black Bolt yeah. will make the error. Black Bolt will cause the fault. He will mm. detonate. Oh, wow, yeah. Look at that. What is that from? That's 16? from... That's from... I, that, I think that's from DNA Advent Landing. Yeah, because yeah. you can Whoa. see Mantis there. Oh, that's crazy. 
I don't know if that's a coincidence or what. I, the fault I think he's referring to is the um, Thanos imperative yeah. fault. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even think they were referring to the Infinity stuff here, but it's kind of cool in retrospect. I that just blew my mind. That's kind of neat. One thousand twim yeah. points to you, <laughs> Agent Twim. Uh, he says, "Is Secret Wars going to be caused by an Inhuman?" Maybe. Could be. Well, I mean, well, with this new evidence, <laughs> it would seem so. Mm -hmm. uh, and he says, "Spider-Man 2099 is definitely my Twim of the week for that week." Very cool. Andy Allison says, "Wow, after seeing the Secret Wars announcement, I'm left feeling lost and bewildered. Ah. I'm eager to see what's in nice. store. Mission accomplished. Yeah, we we mean to confuse you." Yeah. Uh, do you, where can we direct him for it? Or you can go to marvel.com slash secret wars where we are posting all of the new stories. We've got a little summary of what's going on. we got a map of Battle World, and there's new com information coming in literally every day. Literally. Marvel.com slash secret wars. Cade Bengert, I can't get over this week's issue of Scarlet Spiders. Diaz killed it on the artwork. Gorgeous book. That is a very pretty book. Mm -hmm. uh, task for the team. Cast an actor for Moon Knight. Ready, set, go. I don't like to indulge in casting. Yeah, right? that one's tough just simply because we are Marvel employees. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, like, like to tip our hand. Did you see Alex pointed me to this this week? Someone mm -hmm. asked me on my Tumblr, uh, you know, oh, yeah. would uh, Natalie Dormer be a great oh, yeah. Harry Captain Marvel or something like that? Yeah. And I was, I, I have a, a number, I have almost 2,000 gifts in my folder. Mm -hmm. Some of the, uh, there are a couple that are Natalie Dormer doing various things because I found them on Tumblr and they were doesn't, really they were cool. Doesn't sound great. No, it doesn't. I can't. There there ain't other no other way to talk guess, about it. I guess. Uh, but I've never had a like a, a contextual reason to use them. Finally. Yeah. So someone you know asked me, she should be Captain Marvel or whatever. And you know, every once in a while I'll indulge in these, but I just answered with this picture, this gif mm -hmm, of her mm -hmm. eating an apple. Great. Fine. Nothing to it because there's nothing to it. Yep. I keep going, answer a whole bunch more. The next day or that afternoon, whatever it was, I find like the dirt sheets of yeah, movies. Dirt sheets. Yeah, the comic book blogger movie dirt sheets are saying that I'm uh, did a Marvel executive. Yeah, executive. That was cool though. Yeah, no, it's in I mean, my you title. You are a Marvel yeah, executive. It's so true. Was, it's nice to be referred to as one. Always. Don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> Although there was at least one of the sites that got my name wrong. Not surprising. They spelt my name wrong. Not so surprising. they're terrible at reporting yep. nothing that's happening. And uh, anyway, mm -hmm. it was funny. Uh, I actually had an email from someone uh, at another site being like, hey, did you Can you see confirm the or deny? Yeah, she literally yeah. said, can you confirm or deny? And then I pointed her to the tweets that I had already tweeted saying, yeah. anyone, I'm laughing out loud at anyone who thinks I would, you know, spill anything on right. through my gifts and a whole bunch of things. So hilarity <laughs> Long ensued. story short, we will not <laughs> cast Moon Knight for you. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's our answer. Sorry, Cade. All right. New two comics. So these are the four comics that got me hooked. This was a thing uh, going on last week this was i a, think that's uh, i think that was started by our boy jim zub yeah i think you're right i uh, i didn't get to tweet mine out um i couldn't think of them but it's pretty cool it's wolverine the x-men incredible hulk jason aaron run scarlet spider and then a cool boom studios book like the guys at boom studios much love um this is cool a lot of J obviously loves jason aaron and i will say that all of the power none of the responsibility the original tagline of scarlet spider is one of the best taglines we've ever come up with yep Totally. And I, it was probably uh, the late, great Tom Brennan who came <laughs> up with it. So kudos to him. 
Uh, Tony Stark has a PhD in physics and electrical engineering. I this think is, we're going to see this yeah, a couple times. This, this, is not the first, this is not the last time we'll hear this this week. Well done on you guys yep. for Schooling knowing us. exactly. Because yep. I definitely saw evidence pointing to precisely where oh, yeah. there's talk of it. There's The yeah. panel is coming up. Yeah. Uh, more from Cade. Real Stanley is coming to Calgary Expo in April. Would bowing be would meeting him be inappropriate? And then we have the clip from uh, Wayne's World where Wayne and Garth meet Alice Cooper, which is great. Yeah, I uh, will give some twin points for that. Yeah, I wouldn't bow to Stan. He's actually super humble and yeah. great and polite. You'll and just, you'll just make he, him uncomfortable. Yeah, just be like totally chill. Shake his hand. Yeah, be chill. I guess this is sort of irrelevant in comics, but didn't Omega di Omega Red die? He's died several times. Yeah. And you're right, it's irrelevant. I mean, Ben and I have been killed on and off panel in comics, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure, this at morning, least a half man. dozen times. Oh, definitely, this yeah. morning alone. So, it's comics. It's it's okay, as long as the stories are you're good. You're not nobody until you've been brought back at least once. Yeah. Chris Vaughn, got a couple, he says, There have been several times that Thunderball has tried to take over the Wrecking Crew, but was beaten back uh, down by the Wrecker, mainly because the other two of the Wrecking Crew stood by Wrecker's side. That is a great uh, response to what fact, we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. And Wondering I why he wasn't the leader. Yeah, I still think, yeah, I mean, those other two are just idiots. That's funny. Who would back the wrecker versus Thunderball? He's a great leader. Except, I, you know what the only thing is? Here's, here's, here's the explanation I'll give. If I'm one of the other two guys, if I'm pile driver or uh, side twister or whatever the other one is. Hammer face? It's, it's pile driver, thunderball, wrecker, and I don't remember the fourth member of the, the Sledgehammer? Record. So there you go. Hammer butt? Yeah. Butt face. Something like It's that. butt face. If I'm one of them, the three of them are basically all like blue collar working class guys. So number one, they relate to the mm. wrecker more. Bulldozer. 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 I, so, I see your logic so coming. A, they relate to him more, and B, I think they're more like, you know what? He is going to do good by us. Where his Thunderball will sell us out at a moment's yeah. notice because he's Mr. Smarty Pants. Yeah, I'm not going to listen to Johnny Smarts over yeah, there. Exactly. I'm going to follow dumb, dumb I, guy. Yeah, I think they are more similar in personality and background to Wrecker, so they trust him more. Yeah. None of them should trust any of the other ones, no. but still. <laughs> Heavens no. Yeah. Uh, what do we got next? It says, not sure if you can do it, but there's a great reference place mm -hmm. for uh, fans. There's, uh, you know, one of those fans done. Wikipedia type things. Yep, definitely uh, have seen it and used it. We just I just got a text from okay. our friend and yours, Arda Ocal. Oh God. Who you may know as Kyle Edwards. Yep. That is his working title. Uh he says, Hope you had fun with Graves. Otunga wants to be next for an office tour. Uh, Otunga has he's an open on, invitation. He was Otunga was talking about it. So yeah. yeah I've tweeted uh, Otunga he has a standing invite to come here. Yeah. As most of these guys do. Most of these WWE superstars who will say, like, oh, man, you had so-and-so, but I will say, like, we invited you. But you know what? They get dropped on their head for a living, so we'll let it go. Yeah. I'm telling... Uh, I'm telling right, Arda. Yeah, this is riveting radio. As you continue to, to yeah, you keep answering. Text so while I, Arda, I text him back, I will uh, continue talking. So, anyways, Marvel.wikia.com categorizes things like every appearance of Dark Hawk or all the issues Bob Layton has done. Very cool site. Definitely check it out. Regarding Frage's pregnancy, there was only one mentioned before in the final issue of the Mighty Thor. Other than that, there's no been reference to it, and we have not seen her with a swollen belly. That's not unusual. She's a she's not an Asgardian. She's a Van Hymian or whatever they are. She's from Van Veneer. Veneer. She's, 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 she's one of the Veneer. So doesn't mean she would necessarily be showing. She could potentially hide it until she gives birth. But yes, as we learned in Angela this week, uh, the pregnancy was referred to in the Everything Burns storyline back in Mighty Thor and Journey into Mystery. Yep. 
Daniel Willis, the Dandy Man. That's is that a new the one? The Dandy Man can. I, like it. I know Dandy Man's been on before. Oh, all right. Generally speaking, if we want to tweet to make it into the podcast, what's the tweet deadline? Good question. Excellent question, Dandy Man. When do you make your last sweep, Alex Lopez? Tuesday mornings. Tuesday mornings. If we record on Tuesdays, which is what we usually do, you want to get it in by Tuesday morning. Sometimes we go later, but don't count on it. Right. Um, And that's just a general rule of thumb. And, you know, for either the Twim URC or the This Week in Marvel, but do remember that you have essentially you have two weeks to get in your mm-hmm. tweets uh, for any given episode. Yeah, and Alex will not miss a single one. He's that good. Or he'll be fired. Yes, on the spot. Yeah. Spider-Man 2099 is everything I wanted for Spider-Verse. More Leopardon, more Steampunk World, more Lady Spider being awesome. So glad the giant robot isn't gone for good. Also, I really want a Lady Spider book out of this. I think we all do. Yep. Right? I, like, I don't know how many more Spider-Books Nick Lowe can produce, but basically they've backed themselves into a corner by making all these great characters they need to use now. Bunch of jerks. Hmm. A little confused about Secret Wars titles. Renew Your <laughs> Vows, uh, X-Men 92, Planet Hulk, etc. Since I'm new to comics, I never read the original comics. Should I go back and read them for context, or will these be entirely new books? Or are you even allowed to comment on that? Hashtag not sure. Um, all I will say is we will be making the original material very, very available to you, and I would recommend reading it because it's really good. And let's leave it at that for yes. now. Uh, update. Oh, with, yeah, yeah. What's going on Kyle over here Edwards. in Text World? Oh, yeah. You want to be 15, snarky. 15 year old girl over here. He says, Miss you what, guys. Say LOL? He says, Miss you guys. We got to grab a bite soon. Please say hi to Ben. Hi, Arda. You just buried him. I didn't bury him. I buried you because you said. Get there. out of my we're, office. We are, we're, I will get out of your office and come here to the green room. Um, <laughs> I'm not burying Arda. He's a lovely man. Uh, one of my favorite Canadians, and um, I'm burying you for we are in the middle of business on a podcast, and you are tweeting like you just got your pink jewel-encrusted iPhone. I will not use an iPhone. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Do that, not. I knew that was. Do the, not even. I joke. knew that was the part you would object to. Do not even joke. I use a Samsung Galaxy Ugh. Note 4. How much are they paying you? Uh, I got a phone. Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> Keep reading some tweets. Let's get through this. Yeah, uh, let's see. Drew Hamilton says, um, for This Week in Marvel, Peter Sanderson, take us through the histories of characters and teams or give us the inside info on creators. Yes. This is a response to, we asked, how can we have yeah. Peter Sanderson back? I think that's a cool uh, idea. Yeah, a, a character history podcast would be great, especially with, you know, we've got Ultron, we've got Daredevil, mm-hmm. we've got Ant-Man. There are three episodes right there. We could do some there cool stuff. There are rumors unconfirmed rumors that I will confirm that uh, Peter Sanderson may be making an appearance on one of our other family of podcasts, not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> so figure it out yourself. All Terrific. I know someone reached out to me about uh, booking him. That's great. To which I said, the person you co-host with could probably reach him easier than I can. <laughs> Maniacal laugh. (laughs) Haywood, our boy Haywood says, Great interview with JR's Barbecue. Now it's his turn to have you and Agent M on the Ross Report. I that's one of my favorite interviews ever. Love talking to Jim Ross. I responded to this immediately saying that yes, we 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 will do that for JR. We'll be on his podcast. We'll give him as the number thirteen podcast, baby. You know, we'll give him that. Didn't I love JR's podcast, but had not seen it on that list. Mm. No. Uh, Haywood says last week his twin was Superior Iron Man number four. Tony is still messing with Matt Murdock. Hope the payback will be huge. Well, Matt Murdock and Superior Iron Man. I know. And then after that, the next week his twin was New Avengers twenty nine. We see how helpless they are to stop. Time runs out. You ain't gonna stop it because nope. time is running out. Three months. 
Thanks, guys. Yep. Time runs out. Uh, and Alex, will your time have run out by then? Three months. Or will you be here forever? I'll be here till like three weeks from now. All right, never mind. This, this answer's <laughs> too long, and we can't hear you. Uh, and Haywood um, says he wants to know what role Hank Pym will play going forward we don't based know. on what we saw in Avengers. We don't know. We know what you know. I really don't know. I don't know Hank Pym's role going forward. Uh, rocking a totally great beard. Yeah, great beard. I do know that he is also showing up in our original graphic novel, uh, Rage of Ultron. And that's going to be big for him. How that ties into Secret Wars, I do not know. Mm. And I know he's going to be in a movie this summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's something. He got stuff. Big year for Hank Pym. It really is. Now, Imu Abdi says, finally the all-mother, father, and the Odin son. I'm happy to see them together again. Issue number four, and I still don't know who Thor is. Nobody does. That's the rub. It's the beauty of it. I hope Medusa has some fun with Horowitz. Black Bolt on can go back to his pack of uncanny wives. LOL. Enjoyed ISO and Reader. That was, uh, yeah, that was the, what was he, a lawyer or something that Medusa met last week in the bar? He just seemed like a, seemed like a decent dude. Like a downtown, you know, Johnny's got a lot of bucks. Yep. I, he was fine. I do agree. Black Bolt has like five wives. Medusa should be able to do what exactly. she wants. They have uh, an unconventional marriage. Ben, with your cosmic comic book knowledge, mm. what is Black Bolt's full name? Blackagar Baltagon. How that is the greatest secret identity. And um, Medusa's full name. I know her first name is Medusalith. I forget <laughs> what the last name I is. I love it. I think it's also Baltagon, actually, because she's. But I, I legitimately think Blackagar Baltagon. Blackagar Baltagon's amazing. It's like you're punching someone in the face with a name. It's yeah. so awesome. I like the idea of Black Bolt trying to have a secret identity and going to work as mild mannered Blackagar Baltagon, <laughs> the like mute uh, bagel Can you shop. Speak up, Blackagar? Yeah. Please, what, what were oh, you he does just keep writing his name. He's like, I'm Blackagar Baltagon. Oh, you mean you're Black Bolt, the king of the Inhumans? <laughs> no, no. I'm Blackagar Baltagon. So uh, we're going to take this to Kevin Feige and see what yeah. he wants to do with it. Yeah, we got, we got some years before the Inhumans movie comes yeah. out. We should really flip it and make it like a, you know, like a workplace sitcom. Done. Uh, Infinity Watcher tweets, just took part in recording this week in Marvel podcast at mm. the Wizard World Shield panel. It's the one that Blake hosted. Nice. He, re he recorded an episode, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was hosting uh, the panel. He recorded Wizard World cool. Portland? Portland? Portland. Cool. Jake Arthur says, put the This Week in Marvel podcast on Spotify. What's that? What is that? Jake, even? I... Dude, um, we're number 13 on iTunes. We don't need to bother with Spotify. Uh, I'll be honest with you. The... There's a lot of legal hurdles that mm -hmm. it takes for us to get on any platform Anything. because we would have to sign an agreement. Some agreements say, we own your content, and we're not going to give up the rights to our content. So um, Spotify, I've been I've wanted to do stuff on Spotify in general, so I'll put that in the thought box. Uh, if we can actually get ourselves working with Spotify officially, then that'd be cool. Yeah. Jason Turner says, sad to see She-Hulk and awesome run. Charles Soule, Javier Polito, Renaud Fall, mm -hmm. and Kevin Wada all yeah. did great work. I think we're all sad to see it end. Um, yeah. Glad they're getting to go out on their terms, though. Yes. Jim Radloff, I don't know if anybody else mentioned this after This Week of Marvel 167, but a cougar is usually at least 40 years old. Ryan, this is, of course, an episode you missed that I was hosting with Lorraine. Did you call her a cougar? Uh, I think so. I mean, she's sounds like something she's well do. over forty, right? It's not that she's over forty. It's just that she's, her boyfriend's younger than her. Oh. We had a whole talk, and I said, "Oh, does yeah. that make you a cougar?" And I think she said, "No, I have to be older to be a cougar." So he's answering. You know, sold point. me call, saying she's over forty, though. I know because I feel bad. 
Because I, I take enough shots, Lorraine. <laughs> or on that podcast, I took we enough. We love Lorraine. On that, po- on that podcast, I took enough shots, Lorraine. And yeah. Alex d- did nothing to defend her. Yeah, great job. In regard to everyone's favorite ship, I vote either Star Cat or Star Sprite. Now, what's the official Kitty Pride? Uh, I don't know. Star I've, Pride? I've, Didn't you tell me this? Yeah. I, you got mad I, at us. It's, yeah, and now it's out of my head. I've got go. more new information. We I've have wiped that it out. out of your head. Now you know. Yeah. Just chiming on volume, you guys seem about 10 to 15% quieter than other shows. I noticed the same on Women of Marvel. Yeah, you know what the difference is? We're also uh, 95% higher rated than most of the shows on iTunes. Yeah, deal with it. So no, uh, quieter is obviously working better. We, we're trying something new this week. Yeah, we, we put up the volume a little bit more. Hopefully it doesn't blow it out so we're getting static or weirdness but um hopefully that works i want you to read the next one this is my favorite tweet of the week okay maj gray says uh could use this week at marvel could use some serious personality upgrade (laughs) the podcast has potential to be a weekly supplement to the books but nope (laughs) perfect week to read that tweet yeah Uh, we're basking in our success yeah and that's fine. Keep it humble, you know? The Major Grey, why don't you come and do this podcast? Yeah. Wait, you can't because you don't work at Marvel. Well, why don't you do your own podcast, which I guarantee will not be in the top 15 on iTunes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yes, appreciate it. Uh, Old Man Squirrel says, what Captain Britain going to do for work when the multiverse goes? Question <laughs> mark. Uh, a lot of people are going to be out of work. That's a very serious question, though. The economy is really going to collapse uh, during Secret yeah. Wars. Thanks, Obama. Have to <laughs> we have to keep an eye on it. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to our top financial experts. Alex, is, if you guys are hearing weird noise, that's because Alex is losing it over yeah, the Yeah, he's, corner. like, spitting all he's over. Like, he's just, like, drooling on himself. It's horrible. Uh, is this an actual ad or a gimmick to old comics? Can I get a don't like Eddie Brick did? Uh, this is the old... Atlas, uh, Charles Atlas ads. Well, yeah, these and are they're totally real. real. They're they're legit. They're real. Yeah. They're current. Yeah, these are legit. Yeah, that's real. Uh, and who at Marvel Disney do I pester to get a Big Hero Six All Ages comic for my son to read based on the movie? There are existing Big Hero Six comics, which I would say are appropriate for your son if you want to track them down. I don't know if they're on Marvel Unlimited or not. I think so. Yeah, I Go feel Marvel like Unlimited, they are. Look up Big Hero Six. We put out a digital like one of those thick. Floppies, yeah, it was like you know all the books is for mm-hmm. eight bucks or something like that a, a while ago. So yeah, there's maybe. definitely they exist. Uh, previous ones exist. New ones, uh, stay tuned. Yeah, uh, pa- uh, Ali PC Deadmeat has one for Stromy. Um, he wants to know if uh, Ultimate Spider-Man or Avengers Assemble cartoons will be coming to Netflix UK. Currently, they're only available on the Disney Channel. Uh, Alex, can you please let Stromy know that that question is there for he and Patrick? Maybe they can answer it or at least yes. provide some guidance. So hopefully, by the time you hear this question asked, it has already been answered. Yes. Earlier in the podcast. By the magic of time travel. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Penelope Cat says, my This Week in Marvel of the Week is Guardians of the Galaxy for me mm. making for making me appreciate Venom for maybe the first time ever. Mm. Hey. Go for it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, this week's Guardians makes me want to read at least the Flash Thompson Venom series. He, <laughs> I only oh. read it like last year. No, she's saying, oh, only he's read saying the last only year. read like the last year. I always That's say fair. she. I'm so sorry, Penelope Cat. I always do that. Yeah. Um, the early issues are well worth reading. Totally. That was a fun book. Yeah, like, yeah. Fun, I mean horribly depressing in the Rick Remender style. Yeah, as, as he does. Brutal. He says, other This Week in Marvel of the Week candidates, Black Widow, Fantastic Four, Rocket Raccoon, Star-Lord, Moon Moon Knight, <laughs> and Spider-Woman. So everything. Yep. 
Basically, every Marvel yeah. I buy better be a possible This Week in Marvel of the Week. Otherwise, I should just wait to read them on Unlimited. I think that's a fair... That's a fair point. You know, I totally understand that. Your, your dollars are hard-earned, and you should get the best for your buck. Mm-hmm. He says, can I change my This Week in mm. Marvel of the Week pick to Powers? Are we allowed to nominate Icon Series? You guys are. We don't review the Icon Series because we don't get them in our bundles. But yeah. that by no means means you cannot uh, read and talk about and talk about with us about yeah. the Icon books. Powers is, I mean, I've always loved Powers. I do want to catch up on the new stuff. And I am very excited for the PSN series. Uh, it says, who do we tweet Marvel Unlimited Problems to? Iron Fist 4 has the same contents of Iron Fist 3. I'm going to say at Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T, Ronin, R-O-N-E-N. He is one person. You That's should also person. email online support at marvel.com yep. because they have a file that they keep that lists any books that need to be addressed as soon as possible. But please... Elliot Ronan, <laughs> at Elliot Ronan. Yes. Uh, he says, uh, for the next week, my This Week of Marvel of the Week is all new Invaders. I loved it, and I want to hear it mentioned as much as possible before it ends. We have been, we, I think we talked about it a lot last week. Yeah. We said, you know, this is a really crazy, kooky book. Yep. I'll say, I had um, some friends over for the Super Bowl, and uh, one of my friends who'd never been in the house before and never really seen the comics was coming upstairs, and it's a mixed race family. He was bringing his son up, and he saw the cover to All-New Invaders and saw that he didn't know that uh, Sam Wilson was Captain America, and him and his son both got really, really excited. So that's a story I'm telling on the podcast. I like it. I it's pretty it great. cool. I yeah. made me very happy. Yep. Uh, and he says, Penelope Cat says, more Twim of the Week candidates include Thor, Nova, and Inhuman. All great books, but Invaders is the coziest. Coziest. I like coziest. that. I like that verb. Yeah. Verbage. Another cat says, fans who say Marvel doesn't care about yeah. older continuity or older fans clearly aren't reading all new Invaders. Yeah, James Robinson cares about all the continuity. Yeah, if those fans were reading Invaders, it would sell better <laughs> than Star Wars, judging from the number of internet whiners. The this is what he's saying. We're yeah, not, that's not us. Yeah, but we're just reporting the facts yeah. that they're saying. But I also love that Invaders is just a great superhero comic, not just catering to old school fans. I will miss it, as will we. Mm-hmm. But... Hopefully, with these types of books, usually something rushes in to fill the void. And hopefully that will happen again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, me. Oh, my Gil. Talk about hammer time. Hashtag puns for you guys. I don't. What I don't is know. that in reference to? I don't know the context. He's replying to something you I said. I love it. Maybe. Perfect. I don't know. Have you guys had a chance to play WWE Immortals yet? If so, do you like it? Have you played it? I have not. I don't really have any plans. It looks like Contest of Champions. That's kind of my attitude. I'm like, I'm playing Contest of Champions. I'm good. Yeah. I don't, I, need, I don't need to play, like, Big Show as a mummy I have or whatever. two non-Marvel games that are, like, you know, those, like, oh, I got to play it or mm-hmm. everything falls apart mm-hmm. type games, Clash of Clans and mm-hmm. uh, this tap thing game. And <sighs> Clash of Clans, that's the Liam Neeson one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did like that oh, commercial. Yeah. It's a great commercial. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much... My mobile stuff, I'm all Marvel all the time. On my console, I'll play WWE and Madden, but otherwise, totally committed. On that same, I will say, on that same Super Bowl party, because I had a two-year-old there and a one-year-old there, uh, my Disney Infinity Marvel figures got a freaking workout (laughs) like nobody's business. Um, Hawkeye, most popular. Interesting. You know why? Because he's got a bow that you can chew on. (laughs) <laughs> it's the longest like weapon <laughs> i love it yeah uh more from oh my gill 
Catching up on some This Week in Marvel, I heard Ben J. Morris mention my favorite Star Wars comic of all time, Tag and Bink were here. Love it. Have you read that one? Oh, yeah. That's a dark horse. There were, there were a couple of Tag and Bink Yeah, there were several books. Tag and Bink They were great. One-shots. Yeah, yeah, and I think we... I don't think they were in the, either of these initial two uploads, but I think they're coming. Yeah, uh, basically, it's a comedy book about two dudes who just sort of... Uh, are in the background of every Star of Wars every event. every event that you know of, and it's just terrific. Yeah. It's really, really great. Yeah. Randy Cruz, great new This Week in Marvel podcast episode with JR's BBQ. It's Jim Ross. Awesome. Apparently, we found that personality that, what's his name? That Madge. Madge, we Madge didn't think we had. Uh, and then this was Randy Cruz actually said to me, would love to be a guest on This Week in Marvel podcast sometime. Awesome stuff. I looked up his information. He might be interested. We'll, we'll, we'll be in touch. Yeah, what does Randy do? Okay, we'll find out. Cool. Uh, Ricky Williams, uh, I will say Ricky was using the wrong hashtag. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but Alex tracked it down. Alex did his due diligence, mm -hmm. got it locked in. Ricky says, just finished Superior Iron Man 1 through 4. Seeing Tony Stark's character devolve is hard. Hope he gets reverted at some point. That is some impressive summary of. <laughs> Want good there. Iron Man back. I, yeah, I will That's say. That's amazing. Yeah, Ricky is. <laughs> Holy crap. Probably a millennial. Yeah, uh, oh, and I'm not definitely. saying anything definitely against that, but like really good use of the character space that he has to get his point across. And I have no doubt what he's saying. Whereas some of these, I do not know what people are saying. Like it is very clear what he is saying. Yeah, here. Ricky is is like losing letters in such a way where you can still understand exactly what is getting across. Kudos to him because yeah. that is impressive. Virtually no vowels used. Yeah. Except for character, where he used every vowel. It was great. Yeah. Uh, Ricky says, Superior Iron Man 4, is it me or does Matt Murdock look like he's 17? Uh, he's, you know, he's a youthful whatever he is. Yeah. Hashtag good genes. Uh, who is your favorite variant cover artist and your favorite variant cover? I mean, it's kind of a cheat, but I'd say Scotty Young is my favorite variant cover artist. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I would go with oh, Ledron. Ladrone. Anytime Ladrone gets on a cover, I'm like, oh, just rub it stuff. on my face. That's some good stuff. Yep. Rob Nolan, I have a lot of respect for Peter Sanderson. Thanks to This Week in Marvel, but even more now after reading his history of Kang. Did he publish an article somewhere? How dare he? No, I want to read it. Yeah. Um, question, is Agent Carter going to have a soundtrack release? Those tunes of the 40s are so good. I'd love to see a track list. Yeah, I, I got to get on to the uh, TV folks and mm -hmm. see if... That's possible. Suggestions for Peter Sanderson episodes, history of team, history of series, history of the Avengers, birth of the series, public, public acceptance, successful changes, lulls, reboots, best eras, media success. So a lot of ideas. That was great. A lot of ideas. Yeah. Then but I think, you know, like the that last bit was all about the all history the of the Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Which is cool. Then we got hashtag Dr. Stark, and there is the panel from Illuminati or from uh, New Avengers Wherever it's from. The point is, we find out that, yes, Dr. Doctor Stark is a thing. Yeah. Uh, loving the Black Vortex retailer bookmarks being given out. Bookmarks, a much better way to advertise as it's practical. They have little mirrors in them, too, right? They sure do. That's pretty cool. Really enjoyed the Bowery Boys episode of This Week in Marvel. Becoming a listener ASAP. Just up my street. NYC in all its glory. That's I love one of our, hearing that. one of the best ones. Very cool. Ross Meyer says, the Ultimate Universe has so many stories. What are the main important ones to read before Secret Wars? This is an excellent question, Excellent Ross. question. I will say, earlier this week, I did a listicle called, uh, I forget what it was called. It was basically the Ultimate Universe's greatest hits. Had a lot of the touchstones, so if you want to go and check that out, I think I outlined a lot of the stuff you're going to want to read before Secret Wars. But aside from that... Some of the hits that I can think of off the top of my head... Um, the one with the Sinister Six was Ultimate, Ultimate Six. Six. 
That was great. Um, I mean, really, the all of Ultimate Spider-Man. All yeah, all like, of Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimates one, Ultimates two. Yeah. Uh, John Hickman's uh, Ultimate stuff. Uh, there's a a lot. There's th- that one. Um, Bendis had a small run on Ultimate X Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, that issue with Wolverine and the kid. I really like by David, with yeah. David Finchart. Yeah, that was really good. I like the first three story arcs of Ultimate X Men that Miller oh, yeah. and Kubert did were great for sure. Um, that Return to Weapon X was actually one of the first series I read when I came back into comics initially. Yep. So a lot of stuff there. Like I said, I, I just put an article out on this, so I'm not gonna we're not gonna waste any more time on it. Fine. I wasted enough time yesterday. Fine. Uh, Ross paid for it handsomely. <laughs> Ross says. Why did Marco Rudy only do art for the last couple of pages of mm. Bucky Issue Four? I look forward to his beautiful art. I mean, there was there was an in-story reason. Was that there were t- we were number one? Marco Rudy has an incredibly elaborate style and needs time to get it done. So that's the real reason. But the in-story reason was that it was told from the perspective of old man Bucky. So we had a different style. But you know, Marco Rudy, he's the regular artist, but he's going to need some help sometimes because what he does takes time and effort. Yep. Um, I'm confused what's going on here, Alex, because there's a picture of a tweet. Yeah, this. That that. Yeah, Ross Meyer keeps sending these. Okay. To fit it to Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, Ross says, I feel like the end of 616 will be the only piece of entertainment to ever actually answer the question of what happens when the good guys can't save the world, or in this case, universe. You know what? We stay away from spoilers, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Yeah, you're right. It does. Yep. Tom Brevoort already said. That happens in Secret Wars. They don't win. Yep. So, yeah, you will see that. Uh, he says, end of the Marvel Universe, but Ant-Man and Squirrel Girl series just started. Enjoy them while you can. Well, Time's running out. Oh. Well. Sorry. Ryan <sighs> didn't get the memo. And he says, theory, new Thor is the baby sister Angela kidnapped in her series. That is a very, Time travel yeah, involved. That is a very interesting theory. Bold theory. Very interesting theory. Rafa B, are we going to get exclusive trailers for Marvel during Super Bowl? You now know the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the owner of my local comic shop, Apocalypse, spelled A-P-O-K-L-Y-P-S, is in Superior Iron Man number four. Look, Daniel Hall's shirt. Cool. Very cool. Nice. Uh, he asks you, well, if Purple Man looks like Tenet in the comics, I understand how he had so many kids. Hey, oh, he's a handsome man. Jonathan Hickman implied that Reed killed Franklin. That's something right? we were discussing. I, we don't know. And, and I don't know that it's that Reed killed Franklin, but that Franklin maybe didn't survive yeah. the experience that he went through. Yeah. I don't know. I, and that, that's a, I think that's a great gray area for that to hang over the heads of the characters. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be explicitly handed to us. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat to find out what happened. Judy Greer is playing sex-obsessed characters in a lot of shows, movies. I have noticed that. Will she be like that in Ant-Man? <laughs> you read the script. I haven't. I don't remember who Judy Greer plays. She? Do you know who she is? The actress? Maybe. Just Kitty on Arrested Development. I think she's studied already with that one. Katie on Arrested uh, Development. Kitty. Kitty. It's like the secretary who gets. Oh the, uh, oh gets oh oh! If she is. I, let's just watch. Let's, we'll get back let's, to yeah, you. Let's get there. That's a, that's a ways off. So what did you guys think of the Super Bowl, especially uh, Chris Pratt and Chris Evans's bet? Um, did you watch the Super Bowl? I just watched the commercials. I begrudgingly watched the Super Bowl. I know you don't like the Super Bowl. I don't care. I that's not that I don't like it. I don't care. I 
you know, I'll, I'll root for the Saints or I'll root for a New York team. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Didn't have that option this time. Nope, did not have that option. No. Um, but, you know, I watched it, and I don't know any of the players other than Tom Brady. Everyone and I know Tom that Brady. there was one guy who didn't like talking to the audience, to, to the, the people. Most of what I know about the Super Bowl was from Key and Peele's Super Bowl special, <laughs> which was terrific. Yeah. If you haven't watched that, you should tune into that. Uh, uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, the, It was a good game. Yeah. It was a really good game. It came down to a crazy last, like, Three minutes. Um, sorry, Alex is talking. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you guys are enjoying a bad play that, call. That faint. Uh, you know what? It was a bad play call, but I heard uh, Pete Carroll defend it, and I, I'll, I think I told you already. He's defended. Anyways, this is this might be a wrestling podcast. Sometimes <laughs> it's not a sports podcast. It's not what people want to hear from us. Yeah, it was a good game. If you are, I'm sure you. If you looked at Twitter. As that stuff was going on, mm -hmm. you would see a lot of the wrestling fans and smart oh, marks yeah. tweeting how, oh, Vince must be booking yep, this, be booking or, it. oh, what a, That's you know, funny. what a um, screw job and all this other well, stuff. Well, because the bad guys won. Yeah. Because um, I'm from Boston. Even I know the Patriots are the heels. <laughs> like, they clearly are. And it was, yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was great. It was like wrestling at the end. Uh, yeah, and pretty fun. as for the Chris's and their Love bet. It. Terrific! Yeah, uh, it's great. It's lovely that they're gonna, you know, do everything they can for the kids. Super cool. Yes. Uh, did you see the Jimmy Fallon thing that they did? I did not. They I just saw a gif of it this morning. So oh I my god! The full thing. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Sam Embraley says Star Wars One was awesome. First few pages felt like the opening scroll to a new film. Mm -hmm. Can't wait for Same more. Idea. <laughs> Can't wait for more. Keep them coming. Guardians 23 was awesome. Venom Homeworld, fantastic <laughs> cover too. Also good to see some Colossus action in Amazing X Men. Playing contest think, yeah. of champions. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> Is there a way to change the version of character costumes? Uh, I.e. Iron Man armor. Not yet. Mm. Not yet. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And he says, I really thought we were going to find out who the goddess Thor was in issue four. My first guess is out now. Great book so far. Uh... Five twin demerits for not using awesome in that tweet. Uh, and 100 twin points for being <laughs> so damn excited and that positive, was great. That Sam. Was great. That was awesome. Scott McElroy, twin of the wheat for me. Twin of the wheat of the week for me is definitely Spider-Verse team up number three, reuniting the original creative team for Spider-Girl. When the Spider-Girl title with Mayday Parker was originally coming out, I totally took it for granted every month. And now years later, the title that I missed the most. So great to be seeing her appearances in Spider-Verse. Yep. Sean McKenzie, thank you guys for a great hour and 45-minute commute, which would otherwise be a drag. That's what we're here for. For you. Making my way through each and every episode. Hey. Truly a delight and pleasure. Haven't missed a single one. CTD. What does that mean? Uh, continued. Continued. Currently on episode 35. Love, love, love. The Wait. point five. <laughs> You're only on 35? You got a lot to go. Sean, this is the he's greatest never, thing gonna, I've ever heard. He's never going to hear this. <laughs> he's going to hear this in a very long time. Very long time. time. Um, the .5 shows featuring Brevoort versus Lowe. Hilarious. Those those were good times. Oh, man. Good times. For all of you, listen to episode AVX number five, time index, 11, 11 minutes, 30 seconds. Nick Lowe unleashes an otherworldly primal cry for some unknown reason. There's no... <laughs> Yeah, there's no wrong reason. Oh, my God. <laughs> As the self-proclaimed king of the Twimomaniacs, because I guess he's, you know, traveling through time. Yeah. I am extremely fastidious, great word, concerning comic book event story arcs. I have encountered a variable array of reading suggestions for AVX. I desire the full reading experience pleasure of AVX, or is it okay to simply start AVX number one and proceed to AVX two? Um, and then it seems when like... When you hear this... <laughs> yeah, he's already gotten to number 12, apparently. <laughs> 
Best line ABX issue number 12, Nova saying, can't hear you, too busy kicking your ass. I love Marvel, thought of you, Ben J. Morse. So I don't know, have you already read all of ABX now? Have your answers been lost to the ravages of time? <laughs> like, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, we've got to have... We uh, do. I directed someone the other day. If you go to the Discover section of Marvel Unlimited, we have a full reading order for ABX and most of our major events. Marvel.com slash comics slash discover yep. or in the Marvel Unlimited app, the Discover tab. There you go. Boom. Uh, Sean. Sean Parker says, Peter Porker, absolutely my favorite Spider-Man. Eh. Sean, I want you got to be sure, though, Peter Porker is not a new character. He's also not a Spider-Man. He's a right. Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham. Uh, and he's been around for so very long. Yeah, the 80s, I believe. Yep. Uh, I implore you, go read out, go check out those comics. There was that Civil War one, too. Yeah. Yeah, There's lots of great uh, Spider-Ham comics. Go check them out. Stella Thompson says, my twin of January was Loki number 10. That series is really hitting its stride. Best issue yet and cannot wait for the next one. And she says, which book is Quentin Quire showing up in next? He's kind of gone missing in action no. after Axis. He was just in, um, he was in very briefly Uncanny yeah. when everybody was, all the psychics were bugging out. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he'll be in the X-Books. There's no permanent home for him right now because he was in Wolverine and the X-Men and that just ended. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see him again soon. Yeah. Stephen Barr says, Ben J. Morse, please get closer to the mic. Sometimes I can hardly hear you. I, that's why I'm always like, mm -hmm. I'm, doing, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I did it this week. Thank you. Terrence Tall, things is Spider-Verse are just, I think this is supposed to be, things in Spider-Verse are just getting cooler every new issue. Who is your favorite in this event? Oh, man. Wow. I mean, all the great new characters. I, I still, I've, this is probably my favorite Jessica Drew story of all time. You know, my wife and I were talking about that the other night, how I think she's, she's fantastic so in terrific in yeah. this book. And she's like, she's a woman mm -hmm. who feels like a very tangible, real character Agreed. with, like, you know, real world situations and problems amidst all the things that's going yeah. on. Yeah. So for all the great new characters and all the cool returning characters, Jessica Drew is actually the, the breakout for me in Spider-Verse. Yeah. But then... I mean, just seeing Japanese Spider-Man on the page. That's cool. Uh, Spider-Punk, I think, is terrific. Mm -hmm. the, his, you know, the one-off story with him. Can we get Punk writing a Spider-Punk story? Yeah. Was ask. Two on the nose. Uh, we can ask. Yeah, let's, let's see ask. what we can do. Uh, where are we? Tibalt. Uh, Tibalt Limitar says, uh, or Cajun, maybe. We don't Possibly. know. Uh, will the Star Wars Dark Horse and mm. new Star Wars comics make it to Marvel Unlimited? Well, they're on the Marvel Comics app now. Marvel Unlimited, I guess we'll just have to see. But like we said, we are scanning a lot of Dark Horse uh, Star Wars comics. So yep, seems like we're doing it for a reason. Uh, TKB Design says, I love Twim. You guys put on a great show each week. Very entertaining. It's how I keep up with the books, not on my pull list. Oh, my God. You guys are killing me with, like, the feels. The kindness. Amazing. Killing Thank me with you. kindness, which is yeah. the way I want to go. Yeah. Better than but killing me with, with you know, like the pain that yeah. Maj wants to get Ugh. inflicted upon us <laughs> with our lacking personalities yeah. and dreary podcasts. Who's looking for the personality? Tom Tattersall just read the Captain America arc with adaptive audio. So good. Are there any more comic books with adaptive audio? Is that still the only adaptive that audio? That is currently the only one. Yeah, it's a lot uh, of fun, though. Yeah, it's really great. It's a tough one to do. It's, it was a cool experiment. We'll see if we get any more. Fingers crossed. Just did some maths. I read about 120 comics on Marvel Unlimited a month. That comes out to about eight cents a comic value. I, I retweeted Tom's That's tweet great. during the Super Bowl because I saw this pop up. Yeah. That is tremendous. This hash. That's this awesome. episode is tremendous. This is a great episode. I'm excited, How you long guys. Have we gone? 15 we're, hours. We're an hour and a half in. 
plus Strami Mark. This would be this would be a classic. This yeah. is for all of you. Yeah, we have so many questions, pages of it's questions. It's worth it. Finishing right, up. Bring us home. Yeah. With this jerk. Will, magic never ends. <laughs> says, quote, Gandalf, I don't know who that is. And he says, shaking my head, I almost turned the podcast off right there and laugh out loud. But you didn't. Yeah. We hooked you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm with you, Will. I'm with you. Uh, Gandalf. And he says. My favorite Harry Potter character. Uh, Will love. <laughs> damn it. Uh, Will says he loved uh, the Professor X voice. Do you remember the Professor X voice? Need more random voices during recaps. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I think you must have done it. Probably. I, I am the I master of voices. Yeah, I don't do voices. Yeah. They're beneath me. Hello, my name is <laughs> Professor X. I'm uh, going to go down to the barbecue. This has been a wonderful episode. It's been eight hours long. Yep. Uh, this is, this we is fun. We recorded uh, more than two hours of podcast That's today. That's true, because our Corey Graves episode went long. It was it, a lot of fun. That was one of my favorites that we recorded yeah. with uh, the interviews. So you guys, please tune into that. I will say it's very wrestling heavy. If you like our wrestling interviews, there is comic stuff. I But... We we had like we got it broken up and then we had to come back in and I was yeah. like wait Ooh, we should probably talk about comics or Marvel yeah. just a little bit but if you guys are fans of our wrestling talk and I know a lot of you are he has some great stories and we really get into it with him about WWE and NXT and his time before then and everything even if you're not and here's the thing that so That's I true. when I was listening to as I've been listening to Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of the things Which is that right I beneath us on iTunes yep just one of the things that there. I really love about it is he has on guests who I have never seen wrestle, mm-hmm. who I have I don't know anything about them, but I listen to the episodes in order to learn about people or experiences and things I've got no context for. Yep, and I think it's true. great. One of the things I love that we're able to do is on the point five episodes, bring in people of all different groups. I mean, Blake is bringing in musicians, he's bringing in comedians, we're bringing in actors, we've got wrestlers, yep. we've got all these different things coming together. So every week it's something different. There's a new walk of life that you could get introduced to. So I'm just happy that we're able to do that for you guys. Blake and I were actually on a different podcast a couple what? weeks ago. Didn't I tell you this? We were on a basketball podcast. What? Blake and I were talking about basketball. Why? It was weird. What? We were great. Um, and we were talking a lot about this week in Marvel because um, we talked about that. And, and I said, I was like, you know, it's it's true. Like, just the fact that if you're a comics fan and you tune in to listen to something about Marvel and you learn something new about a person or a band or something you've never heard of, that's one of the really cool things. That's actually something Chris Jericho always says, too. He's like, you know, I know a lot of you are tuning in for the wrestling interviews and you're skipping, like, the musicians or the movie people. He's like, trust me, if you're a fan of me and you like my sensibility, I will not have on a guest that is going to bore yeah. you. You might know nothing about them, but you will be interested. And I think that's the same for us. Yep. Uh, I booked myself on an upcoming episode of uh, Straight Shoot. What? I've got uh, one or two other bookings coming up. But you keep it, Please keep us posted. Yeah. I was on Straight Shoot once a long time ago. And I will say that when Aubrey Citizen put out the call for who would you like to see come back, I was one of the people mentioned. <laughs> and then he made fun of me on... Twitter because uh, my wife wouldn't let me go on <laughs> because she 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 doesn't like me doing podcasts and stuff when she's around. That's which, fair. which I respect. Uh, I'm taking the day off after just to do straight shoot? No, after oh, straight right. shoot because we'll finish by yeah, like of course. Be almost so one in the morning. I'm just like I'm not gonna get up yeah, at six thirty when yeah, I dude, when I did it, it they went late. Yeah, exactly. But I want to do it because I love Aubrey. It's fun. I love talking. You've never done it. I thought you did. I've done it like three times. Then never mind. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's a wrap, guys. 
Thanks for yeah. listening to, at one point, the number 13 podcast. Uh, By the time podcast. we finish recording this, we're probably like number oh, yeah. 185. We've, but we've for, dropped for a like time. a rock. Yeah, but for a brief time, and we have the screenshot to prove we, it, yeah, we, we were we, number 13. We did it, you guys, because of you. Thank you. This is Marvel, your universe. Number 13 forever.